Here we are back again for another week at the barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray. Got my co-host, Damar Johnson. How you doing this week, bro? My man behind the scenes, A1. How you doing today, buddy? Great. Glad to be here. Okay. And returning are the resident football, uh, what is it, excuse me, football expert, nine-year NFL vet, Lamont Jordan. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good. What's going on, fellas? Glad to have you back for another week, and we appreciate everybody who's tuning in uh, this week, no matter how you're listening, whether it's be on the Facebook Live and watching the show and joining, that is what we appreciate, uh, obviously, the most, and that helps with the show. You get to sign in and, you know, we get your comments in the show, and of course, if you're not, a, if you don't get a chance to listen to the whole show, you can always go back and listen to it on iTunes, as well as the TuneIn app, Google Play, anyone of your, uh, wherever you're streaming music, uh, podcast from. Just type in the barbershop playersvoice.com and you can find the show on there. Let's uh get into the show. A lot to talk about. NFL week four is behind us, which means uh essentially the majority of the NFL has played a quarter of their season. Before we get into that, a couple of NBA uh stories to get into touch to touch on. The number one pick, again, wake me if you've heard this story before. The Sixers first round pick is talking about missing an entire season again. DJ, what is, is this just not getting old now? I don't know what it is. Is, is, it, is this some, some kind of curse? Sixes or is it bad luck if you drafted there? Because really, if he if he played, they really got a good good young team that they can you know try to build around. But man, guys just getting hurt for so long, inside of nowhere, without even playing NBA basketball is just disappointing. What do you think about one the the, uh, the idea? That maybe these dudes' bodies just aren't ready for that NBA wear and tear. These guys just keep coming out younger and younger. I mean, obviously, you came out after only one year, and you also were a you know a thinner person to begin with. Mm-hmm. But um, a combination of that, and also, what do you think about the idea that the Sixers, the room, the reports are that since he won't be ready for close to uh, you know almost three months, which you put too close to um, December, January, that his agent is asking for essentially a red shirt year and not just bring him, just give him a whole year off. What do you think of that idea? Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe they want to do that. So it could be sort of like a Blake Griffin thing. Whereas though, if he comes back next year and plays his butt off, he can still have a chance to win rookie of the year. If it's just about that. But if it's about, if you want to go out there and get your experience and, you know, get the ball rolling on, you know, on having, you know, a great career and get that experience, then, I, w- I wouldn't want to do that because I never really cared about you know them kind of accolades. I would I would want to put him out there as soon as he's ready, and especially depending on how the team's doing. I mean, if the team stinks, if they won you know five games, maybe there's no no point at that point. But it's still giving giving him his experience. He's been drafted. Lamont, you have anything to say about that? And just these players just consistently getting hurt now, coming in as rookies. Um, I mean, I was remember reading a couple of articles. Where they're talking about players nowadays, or they spend so much time with the AAUs and all these different things before they get to the pros that their bodies already beat up. They haven't had the time to rest. Um, you can't dismiss the fact that maybe these are injuries that have been, you know, people have done a good job of, of sweeping it under the rug. You never know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just wish all the players all, you know, you just wish the players all the best and, and, uh, you know, for a franchise to have that happen to them uh, over and over again, you know, that's got to be. You know, that's got to be disappointing, not just for the people in office, but for that fan base. Essentially four years in a row now. And I don't think it's happening um, over the league a lot. It's happening there. 
Right, 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 you know, right. League has been young for a long time. For a long time, it's been full of all the top players have been guys who play one year of school, um, and everybody's not getting hurt. I I, I agree. Um, another big story is we'll look back, and it's twofold. The Big Three era has officially ended in Miami, and it was almost like if you watch each way each player departed, it got more and more bizarre and what's the word I'm looking for? Bizarre and just a bad divorce. You know, you started off with LeBron was the first one to leave, and he was kind of like, wow, okay, you know, he just went back home. That Kind of, you know, the signing happened. He didn't really talk to uh, Pat Riley. You know, wow. Then, then it's like, yeah, that's a tough way to get divorced, but okay, it happens. Then the franchise player, the greatest player in the franchise history, he just kind of walks out the door on some, and Pat Riley's like, oh, my bad, I forgot to call him, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I, oops, I, you know, I should have done better. And then the third leg, essentially just like, get off the team. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so that is a weird way for a big three to end. But then the question comes, now that the big three error is done in Miami, where will you rank that big three? Like, is that up there with, that Boston Big Three, is that up there with um and when I say the Boston Big Three, I'm talking about Bird McHale and okay. um, you know, not not the Boston Big Twelve that they, <laughs> that they ran out there with okay. with nonstop Hall of Famers. I meant the the Birds, Birds Big Three, uh Showtime Magic, uh Showtime uh, Lakers. Just what what do you as you look back on what they accomplished, you know, about right, could have done more, could have done less, met expectations, just as a whole as you look back on the big three. Talent-wise, they probably would be the best. Um, Accomplishment-wise, they they didn't they they got to the finals every year. Um, they they didn't they didn't win them all, but had they stayed together longer, they 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 would have done more and could have done more. But um, as far as their talent-wise, I don't I don't think you know the mother threes that you named, um, especially on both ends of the floor, is is better than that one. You do realize the Magic one will have essentially what you can call, well, hands down, the best point guard who ever lived. Mm -hmm. And for my money, the best center who ever lived. And, you know, James Worthy as an also-ran who was in the, in a Hall of Fame player. Okay. I mean, they had a they had a, a whole complete team that was ahead of their time. Who's the, the Lakers? The Lakers did. Right. And um, the, the game was just different back then. And they brought something different to the game that guys haven't seen yet. These guys, they're, they're going up against pretty much equal competition where – Everybody, everybody is bigger and stronger and more athletic than they were as then. But they're just, they're just better than them guys. And I didn't, I didn't know you was even adding Kareem really in there. <laughs> why wouldn't, that, why wouldn't you add Kareem? It's a six-time league MVP, and you didn't yeah, know I was adding him he, into he, the. He came in. He came in. <laughs> he Magic, was there for all Magic the championships. Magic came in as Kareem was kind of, it was kind of going going out the door. And Magic, Magic really took over that team where it was. It was him and Worthy, and you know they, and then they had you know Coop and Byron Scott. Kareem won league MVPs, man. Yeah, yeah, he did. But Kareem retired like a year ago. They were just <laughs> literally playing, like he was just literally playing up until like 2015. You know what I mean? Like Kareem was there forever. And and if you factor in, I'm not again. I, I don't. I don't there, dispute Kareem's production. Did it, it, it dropped a lot than than what it was before? Magic took over that team. He was the face of that team, and he. He was the man taking all the shots in that team. And Kareem, he had faded once once Magic got there. Mm. Hey, well, get on the numbers for Kareem, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. DJ, you want to uh you have anything else to say about just the end of just the big three I as a whole? I still think that um that that um 
the 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 Heat team will be more talented. LeBron might go down as the best player ever. Right, which Magic's already got his name in that ring. Okay, Dwayne Wade is probably the third best shooting guy ever. Because mm-hmm. okay. Chris Bosh won't be the best center or power forward ever. Yeah. But And nobody will ever mention Chris Bosh in the same breath as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, nah, they won't, but but Chris Bosh does bring something to your team. Whereas, though, if Chris Bosh played in that time with the ability the, he had. For our he, argument's sake, it would be Chris Bosh versus James Worthy. James Worthy? Right. That, for our yeah. argument's sake, okay. that's what it would be. I'm all, and and I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm okay with, with, with them two going 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 head-to-head. Okay. Career, I mean, career-wise, we're talking, obviously, and what they're – I mean, because obviously they wouldn't match up physically, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I know I know what you mean. And Chris Bosh has had a hell of a career. It's, it's ending a little short, but, I mean, Chris Bosh has, has done as much as he, he could do on, on the NBA level. And then we just got no love for the Boston Big Three? Nah, I love them guys. Okay. But talent-wise, talent-wise, they don't – they don't stack up, you know, to to um Miami or the or the Lakers. But I mean Bird was exceptional. So was Kevin McHale. Yeah, I feel like Paris is just were, the guy if you ask me. Yeah. I, I, it's come off as almost, you know, it sounds blasphemous and disrespectful, but yeah. from 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 my what I remember of Robert Parrish, I just remember it was a dude who played a lot of games. I mean a solid center, you yeah. know, who played right. a long time and on a great team. Right. But them guys were slow and unathletic. <laughs> right. So they were if they would have had to match up with a team like Miami, you know, as hard as they played and tough and dirty as they played, it it, it wouldn't even have been fair. Okay. I, I I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem. It, what do you think about the way the big three just ended? Came and went. Um, I think that has a lot to say about Pat Riley. I agree. I think I think Pat Riley's is like I'm Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. And nobody's gonna be above me no player is going to be above this team and my team it's my team and you guys are a part of my team and that's how it's always going to be and if you have a problem with that i'm going to call the shots then you can go i'll build another one i, I and i'm assuming that you know that's how he felt I me mean, just little stuff i've heard about you know little things you know lebron might have wanted you know for the team that pat riley just wasn't going for which didn't make sense it seemed you know really petty I don't know the, the, what him and Dwayne Wade problem was. And I think with Chris, though, I think they're just protecting Chris, really. Do you? I do. I mean, because unless he goes somewhere else or get a second opinion and he he passes a physical somewhere else, then they, they look like they look like they're they're right on this because he didn't pass his physical. Right. And it's been a while now. He should be okay by now. He hasn't played basketball in a while. Yeah, uh... I think you're absolutely right, and I guess the big question, Pat Riley is looking at this from the outside, looking in, and that, let's look back on Pat Riley. I'm sure he was told, you're crazy, this Lakers thing will never happen again, right? right? Then he goes to New York, he's successful there. Doesn't win a championship, but I mean, you know, he makes New York as competitive as they've ever been since that championship, since their championship in the early 80s, and haven't been, they haven't been competitive since then. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at it, hey, I did that there. Comes to Miami, and he's won again. He went with Shaq and Wade. When I probably thought that that was un, undoable, and then he assembled this big three. So it's safe to say Pat Riley is betting on himself, which doesn't really sound like a bad bet. Right. But it, I do think he is—he's bought into the philosophy that uh, you know I'll find myself another three. Trust me, I bet he's feeling that way. I mean, I had to um, deal with George Carl, who never won a championship. <laughs> right. Tell me, you know, I've done—I've—I've I've won a lot of games in this league, and I've done. Everything but win a championship. 
which is what we're here to do. Right. I don't need I don't need any more money. I got enough money than I can ever need. And no 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 agent, no player, nobody's gonna run my team. I'm gonna run my team the way I want to run it. So I, I'm pretty sure Pat Riley with all his accomplishments feels that way. I just wonder what it's like even playing for somebody like because I mean are you let me ask you this, are you betting on him? You 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 see him reloading? I think he's like the Nick Saban of the, of the and we don't we don't have a that doesn't happen in in professional sports you know and he's running it like a Nick Saban like my guys like I, I'll find you another five star recruit and do it all over again I don't think it's quite like a Nick Saban me no no I don't think so. I yeah. think he thinks it's like that though that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying I don't think it is at all I think he thinks that he must he must not remember the year when Wade went down on on a wheelchair and um Sean Marion went down and basically they had a team full of D League players. Out there, when 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 they um when they end up, I think they end up getting Mike in the second pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. When they basically they weren't good at all, and that's how they had that high of a draft pick. Do you think players do? Well, other players amongst the league do they take note of this and say, "Was that does that affect them signing free agents in the future?" I mean, maybe some players, some players that have some players don't have that option. Whereas though, I'm gonna go to Miami. And I'm gonna get playing time, and I'm gonna get money. Some players, some players that are bigger names, might be friends with a guy like LeBron or D Wade, and be like, "Yo, what happened over there? Why didn't you guys stay?" And they might be like, "Yo, stay away from there. Mm-hmm. This, 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 and that." And them players who got other options, you know, they might be like, uh, "Well, nah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that chance. Cause I trust what these guys say." Lamont, did anybody ever ask any players ever ask you about Oakland or the Jets, even for that matter? Do, any, do players come to you and be like, hey, you know, I, I have, again, DJ, you're absolutely right. Everybody doesn't have an option. But, right. you know, some people are just looking for any team to take them. But I'm talking about the guys who do have options and say, hey, Lamont, you played in uh, L.A. Uh, you played in Oakland. Was it as bad as everybody says it is? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. Anybody, any player ever ask you that? No. No, I mean, but you also, for me, it would probably be different than some other guys. Um, I was I was more of a loner. Okay. So you know, I mean, you know, I didn't really hang out with a bunch of guys that were that were uh, playing. Um, now you will have guys that you run into that you'll share stories. Like you know, if I played in New York, he might have played in New York. You know, we'll, we'll share stories. But um, it's never really been a case where somebody reach out and say, "Hey, you played here. You played for this coach." It was it was never really that way. Okay. And then last night we got our first glimpse of NBA. The best shooting team probably ever assembled, and is it going to be like this year round, or is this just an exhibition <laughs> game? As the I mean, at halftime, I think all three of them, I think they had combined for seventy five points between the three of them by halftime at, by shooting like some like eighty percent from the three point line. No, it was it was like seventy one thirty three at the half, I believe. It wasn't, but that was it was it was two of them had twenty, yeah, and one of them had like in the high teens. But go ahead, I got you. It was embarrassing, man. It was fun. It was fun, but. For the Clippers, it was embarrassing because you look at the Clippers, who's a top team in, in the NBA, and um, and they gave up early, man. It, that that it got it, it got out of hand quick. It didn't look like Chris or Blake or any of them guys wanted to be out there. It didn't even look like Golden State was playing serious. Well, when you're trading twos for threes, literally yeah. trading twos for threes, they're yeah. hitting threes like layups. Yeah. You, you you quickly figure and they you was, don't have to be a mathematician to be like, yeah. But they that's wasn't not even hitting work. a lot of twos. They was turning the ball over. I mean, it wasn't just the threes. Them guys are playing defense. Then they getting out in the break and they they stopping they stopping for three when they could easily get layups. 
they, I think they're out there in competition against themselves, really, to see who, who, who can shoot the best from three. You think it goes like that all year long? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see how, how, how it doesn't. It's with, with adding KD, I mean, even them guys last night, they tried to do like Cleveland did and switch on the screens, but they were just moving. They were moving too much. Then, then you think you step it out. Next thing you know, they back door. It was just, it's just too much movement, man. And, and what you told me something I didn't know. I didn't listen to after the game where, um, Doc Rivers say it looked like they were playing a real game and we were just playing an exhibition. I'm not trying to hear that, man. I love, nah. I love Doc. I'm not trying to hear that, man. Them, that team is just, they, they, they just, they really just play the right way because Clippers probably got more talent. They just play the right way and they got the right pieces in the right place. NBA's in for a long season, man. Yeah, man. That, that, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And you know what? For the first time in a while, we went through that era where it was, I feel like we were having bad basketball with that whole, let's call it the and one era. Yeah. And you, something that you would almost cringe when you see your kids watching. You'd be like, mm-hmm. son, that's not, no, no, please don't learn how to bounce the ball off that guy's forehead. Right. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't do that. Right. And, you know, and, and watching these guys who all they could do was dribble and jump through the roof. Right. And, and now to see this, it's almost like, Hey son, come watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, see how he squares. He shoots. Right. See how he sets a pick. See how he, you know, see how he finds the open man. It's like you can encourage your kids to watch that because it's good basketball, and I think that's refreshing. It is, it's it fun is, to watch. It is great to see see guys who can actually shoot the ball. Yes, but but also when it comes to not really the and one era, but I do wish a guy like Clay would be able to handle the ball where he can create his own shot because all his shots coming off curls and fades and screens. And last year when they switching screens and he catch the ball against Cleveland and he, he can't really get his own shot. When Cleveland, you got, you know, you can switch, you know, Kyrie. Kyrie's going to, you know, create his own shot. And, and that's what KD can do, what Harrison Bonds can do as well. So now when you got KD, who who not dependent on just somebody passing for open three, who can create his own shot by being able to put the ball on the floor. I do wish, you know, they had more guys in that team that could do that because that, that hurt them last year. A1, put us down now. It's official, man. We're not going to go for this. All right. Clay Thompson is my new favorite player in the NBA. I love him. No, stop. A1, we, we, last like year. biggest fan. We, I, his biggest fan has been a critic. We've been going on for years. And he keeps asking my man. I'm getting a Clay Thompson jersey. And every time he scores, I'm texting you. And, I, and every time he puts the ball on hey, the floor, man. I'm texting you. Hey, man, listen. I'm Clay's biggest fan, but. Only thing I've said about Clay is <laughs> he wasn't better than Scottie Pippen, which I don't, which is also that's not a, that's not an insult at all. Oh, Scottie Pippen, goodness gracious, <laughs> Come and, on, and that he can't he can't or he can't really he can create his own shot when somebody's trying to close out on him because he shoots the ball so well and he gets to the he he drive past him because they're closing out too hard. But when somebody's standing in front of him, he doesn't really have the handle to to get it off. I'm opening up the. The, the idea that Steph Curry is the best shooter in basketball is almost unanimous. I'm, 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 I'm team Clay. I'm team Clay. Clay shoots it just as good as hey, Steph. They just don't shoot it off the dribble. Yeah, he doesn't do the dribbling yeah. before. But what he does, what he lacks, catch and shoot, what he lacks in the dribble to open to free up the space, he yeah, makes up for, and he has, has and, he's, and he has yeah. his height. And he shoots it quick. And I almost feel like a locked in Clay Thompson is better shooter than a locked in Steph Curry. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, a locked in Clay Thompson is is, is video game. You but you the thing about that it's video you, you game. You just don't see a locked in because first of all, they they rarely give Steph locked in shots. No. And but when he when he when he have them shots, it's like you don't really see him miss them at all. 
It, the, the thing is, is that we're so used to a team. Here's what it is. A lot in Clay Thompson always seems to come at like, I'm sick of this. You know, like boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Like whether it's Steph's out, Steph's off, uh, it's not Steph's knife, and Clay will just, he takes these five-minute stretches where it's like, this dude just made like eight three-pointers in right. five minutes. Right. And two of them were on the fast break. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow, that was impressive. Right. I mean, he's the definition of caution flammable. And when he's locked in, there's a reason that he has, you know, what is it, 37 and a quarter and, and, and you know, these ridiculous huge quarters. I mean, right. they're going to be fun to watch. And I, and I watched last night and you see KD. And I mean, while I play with you, pause, joke with you, you see that, um, when KD does the crossover against the, and you, you, you this, the narrative is so much about him being a shooter that people forget that KD actually has a crossover, can put the ball on the floor, Absolutely. can drive, can do all of that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And I, I, I messaged Katie last night. I was like, man, you guys look crazy, man. I look, that looks, that looks fun. Fun. That looks, looks fun, man. And what did he say? Fun. He said, it is fun. He said, it, it can be historic. He said, and it is fun. Cause that's what I, that's really what I make, make, <clears throat> make a, him going there about. Cause I think o, OKC had more talent. OKC got two good big men mm-hmm. that could score, that could defend. You know, they, and two of the best players in the world, they really had more talent than the Warriors, but they just didn't play the right way. The way the Warriors play, and I'm like, man, everybody make the extra pass on that team. Nobody cares about who's scoring what, and and that makes the game fun. It's a real life super team. Yeah, it's a it's a real life super team, and I look forward to it. The only thing I just you can just only thing you can pray for is that nobody gets hurt. It's gonna be hard to get hurt. Them guys gonna play like 25 minutes a game. They're not even gonna play in the fourth quarter. Most of these games. How much talk do we hear about Draymond Green this year? Does he go away? No, nah, he don't go away because they they so unselfish. He's not. It's not going to be as much talk. It's not going to be. He probably not going to have as many triple doubles, which I thought they forced him triple doubles right. last year. I think he he might he might shoot a better percentage because every everybody's going. I think everybody's going to get theirs on that team, and I don't think none of them really care. Okay. A one. Any comments over there? A one. Anything we're missing? See stuff going down the screen, so nobody said anything relevant. <laughs> Whoever Cow- left the comment was saying is irrelevant. NBA cheat code, Cowboys checking in, and <laughs> gotta love Clay's pure jumper. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, let's time to go ahead and get into the. Oh, I guess we can talk about your boy Tyson afterwards. Tyson Fury. Um, let's go straight into the uh, NFL Week Four, the Thursday night game. Who's the Thursday night game, uh, DJ? Was it Denver, There's Tampa a, Bay, or no, Miami, Miami, and Cincinnati? Now you want to start with my team. Huh? That's how you feel? When the Giants get hammered, I don't say let's start there. But now Tampa there. gets beaten, you will, all of a sudden, let's start we, there. We can go Miami and Cincinnati. Okay, Miami and Cincinnati. What started off with what I saw was A.J. Green is pretty much unguardable, and they just went down the first drive. They went straight down the field, all passes to A.J. Green. It's like yeah. four passes in a row to yeah. A.J. Green, which essentially has become unguardable, and like a lot of these other receivers has. Other than that, the Dolphins – while the they looked like they got beat bad, I mean they did get beat bad. Yeah. I felt like the defense didn't play bad. I felt like the offense was continuously put them back on the field in terrible situations. I feel like the Dolphins have zero offense whatsoever. Um, just, just bad. I want my money back from Tannehill, and as a whole, I just feel like the Dolphins are bad. And and, and you know, a year ago and two years ago, we were blaming it, blaming it on uh, Philbin. You know, and everybody, the players hated him. The news out of there was all about Philbin, Philbin, Philbin. Philbin's gone, and the team don't look, I look better than it did before. You yeah. know, I, I, the defense, I, the defense, Sue and um, Mario Williams, Mario, yeah. I, I, they actually, I think, played well. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I thought their defensive line played really well. Yeah, I felt like a lot of times, it just every time you looked up, they were on the field. 
You know, they just yeah. kept getting. And then, but that being said, every time you looked up, they were punt, they were forcing punts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they Cincinnati punted the ball a lot. Miami just punted the ball even more. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that that was my takeaway from that. Cincinnati, I don't think they're as good as they've been in the past. Um, they can't get a running game to go to save their life. You know, which looks like you could make an argument on paper as the best running get, uh, duo in, in in the NFL with Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. It just isn't. Well, I like I like like you said I like the two running backs, but I, just like what you just said, I felt like Miami defensive line played well, and, and they are a good defensive line. So they didn't allow, you know, um, Cincinnati to do the things that they're probably capable of doing. Boogie, Mike, you go. Uh, what was the picks? I can't remember. I think I picked Cincinnati for this one. Hope I didn't do. This wasn't one of my I crazy. Hope you picks. didn't pick Miami. Like, <laughs> I, I, I no, you know. did make some crazy ones though. Yeah, that you did. Some of them won. Um, right, see. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. What yeah, was the should, picks? Yeah, let's, first of all, let's, let's do the, let's do the picks. See, or not. Well, the records, uh, <laughs> mine was terrible. It's probably why you forgot that, why you yeah. normally, I'm sitting up yeah. there, don't we normally start with, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so, um, while y'all were cracking on Lamont for his picks last week, he won 12 and 3. Uh, DJ came in at 10 and 5, and MG. You, was I thought I was 11 and 4. 8 and 7. 8 and 7, man. You said I was 12 and 3? 12 and 3. <laughs> Which to tell me the the five I got wrong because you you might have Indy, uh, Carolina, Detroit, Arizona. Oh, okay, that's that's the Giants. That's 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 where, because I didn't know I picked Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're right. I thought I picked Chicago. Okay. Go ahead, Lamont. What yeah, you I have mean, to say this, about game. this game? What was MG? Eight and seven, Eight man. And seven. Why, why okay. you I didn't hear him because I was too busy. I'm like, hold on, I count 11 and 4. We don't have enough time to be going back over <laughs> stuff we already went over, DJ. We're on a time schedule here, man. You can't just keep going over my picks. <laughs> go ahead, uh, um, I mean, I, th- this game went the way I thought it would go. Miami's defense, quietly, is a, is a solid defense. Uh, they've struggled for, on, on offense for years. So, as far as I'm concerned, this was a, a hard fought game for Cincinnati. A lot of things they can learn from and, and look forward to to moving on to whoever their next opponent is. Yeah, that's what they need to do. We can move on to um, DJ. What's the next game? Denver, Denver Tampa Bay. Um, first of all, I don't know if you guys. I'm sure neither one, nobody watched this game because it wasn't really much. So I'm, I'm gonna make this about two parts. One about my team, where um, actually, no, I'm gonna take it less about my team because one that. You guys didn't know this thing was played in essentially a hurricane, the middle of a hurricane, yeah, which they put on hold for two hours to come back for, if you thought you saw bad football before, when they came back from the break for the six minutes, they came back from an hour and a half long break, okay, to play in a monsoon after the break, and they were down 20-something points. James Winston went out there and got sacked on like the first four plays after they came back out, out of the break. Like it, it was literally looked like something out of that uh, Any Given Sunday movie, and it's like you guys aren't really playing a game in the middle of a hurricane. Second thing I'm going to take from this, that Denver defense, it's time to start talking about with that Bears, Ravens, Bucks. That, that, it's time to start talking about them. They're that damn good. And, and they we're that not much even pressure. Out, and we're not even right. out there. They're, they're yeah. that good. And as long as it, no matter who the quarterback is, if he can just not turn the ball over, any mm-hmm. game that he does not to turn the ball over, yeah. Denver's got a chance to win the game. They could, if they could score 14, 17 points, 20 points, they're going to win. It's getting to the point where their defense isn't going to give up more than two touchdowns, and they're also going to supply you with one touchdown. So all you need to do is not get in the way. That's the only thing I have to say about this game. No, I agree with you. Denver's defense is amazing. Um, you guys are, are inconsistent, but mm-hmm. I, this 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 is a tough game for 
quick for you guys to win. You had to play almost perfect because you, you're really not going to score. No. 20 points against you, you don't need to see Jameis in the second year. This is nothing more than a learning for him because he's not ready for that defense. Yeah, just don't turn the ball over and Denver's going to be okay. Which is what he does, turn the ball over. Go ahead, Lamont. To me, this is just Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, a franchise that's <laughs> relevant versus a franchise that's not. I mean, that's pretty Whoa. much what it comes down to. Whoa. That's what I, I mean. Not I, mean I mean, that's the truth. I mean, if you just look at over the years, with the exception of when they had Sap and that whole yeah. core right there, I mean, the Tampa Bay Bucks have been irrelevant probably since their existence. But this is supposed Broncos to be an up-and-coming team. But, I mean, that's, I mean, everybody wants to say up-and-coming. Okay. You have your up-and-coming teams, yeah. and then you just have your your top dog teams, your yeah. Patriots. You're yeah. always going to look at the Patriots as being up there. The Tampa Bay Bucks. You're talking about, you know, you, you're talking about the teams as part of the, the the doormat of of the NFL, and they've been that way since. I mean, I mean since Gruden, I'm gonna say since Gruden left. Since Gruden left, I mean, yeah. so this was this was a case of of the Denver Broncos, who's a relevant franchise, um, Super Bowl champs. Yeah, you know, playing against. They're relevant Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so it's really not much to talk about there. But I will say this. I think out of all the quarterbacks, I think Paxton Lynch is going to have the better career. He's a quarterback that I'm really looking at. I agree. And during the course of that draft, I thought that he would he would have the better career out of all the quarterbacks. Do you think that – Oh, you mean out of all of the quarterbacks that were drafted this year? Out of all, yeah, out of all of the, the rookie quarterbacks that's playing now, I think that he I think that he has potential to be the, the better quarterback out of them all. Man, so you stay on that defense, you're going to have a great career. That's interesting, but – I. I, re- I really love what, what Dak's doing and what um, and what, um Wentz. Wentz is doing. It's a, it's a good – it's a talented class. Yeah. That nobody's – and when the, and the number one pick overall hasn't even played, barely <laughs> even played. dressed. Yeah. You know, so I wonder what and, he's sitting and, there back and, thinking, watching all these dudes who got drafted after him starting and winning. They're I mean, all starting and winning. Aaron Rodgers went through it. But we're we going to get there. But Aaron Rodgers Keenum black, don't look like he's trying yeah, to let Aaron Rodgers blocked up this guy. He backed up this guy called Brett Favre. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot different than backing up this guy called Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Yeah. Hey, Keenum is not trying to let that man get on the field. We're going to get to there. We'll get there. We're going to get to there. Um, moving <laughs> next, on, next one. Um, the Colts at Jacks. I'm going to start here with the Colts. And I'm and uh, let me start off by saying before I say anything, Peyton Manning, if I get to – I'm not – DJ and A1 are huge Peyton Manning fans. Cool. I'm not there with them. But if we're talking about reality, if I get to pick any one player in the history of football to start my franchise with, I'm starting Peyton Manning. It's not because I think he's going to win me a Super Bowl. It's because I'm guaranteed to win 11 games and be relevant no matter what. 12. 12 games. That's fine. Whatever. If you have Peyton Manning, you're relevant. Yeah. Probably not going to win a Super Bowl, but you will be relevant year in and year out. Yeah. Now I'm going to say this. Peyton Manning weapons. These are all before they got Peyton Manning. Marvin Harrison, number one draft pick. Reggie Wayne, number one draft pick. Dallas Clark, number one draft pick. Jeff Saturday, draft pick. Edron James, draft pick. They gave him weapons. Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, third-round draft pick out of Florida Atlantic. Really good. It ain't Reggie Wayne, and he ain't Marvin Harrison. Okay, I, I Dante, don't know what Marvin do that TJ can't do, but he, I mean he has he had a better career. But as far as what they can do, they're pretty similar. Marvin Ooh. Harrison is one of the best between receivers who? ever lived. Between TJ Ty Hilton and Marvin, Harrison. you're tripping, yeah, dude. You're, you're That's because you're, you're you're not even in the same hemisphere. You're thinking about the wild. names and okay, all no, no, what Marvin what I'm Harrison thinking about, done. What I'm thinking about, okay, this is just the reality. Let, let's talk about the reality of of athletes when during Marvin Harrison's time and athletes of today. Mm-hmm. 
Marvin Harrison did it year in and year out. Mm-hmm. We spend too much time talking about athletes and their talent and how talented somebody is. Marvin Harrison, I've heard top cornerbacks say he's one of he's the best, best wide route receiver runner. route runner in the National Football mm-hmm. League. T. Y. Hilton is a talented wide receiver, but to put him in the same hemisphere as 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 a, as a Harrison, that's just that I, I just don't even understand it. He's a guy that is playing on a team. And in a time where there's a whole bunch of social media and a bunch of things that you can you could put his way during Marvin Harrison's time, if we had social media, we'd be hearing all about Marvin Harrison. T.Y. Hilton, <laughs> Hilton has talent, but he's not a Marvin Harrison. There's Definitely. nobody on this roster that 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 Andrew Luck is playing with that comes anywhere close to what Peyton Manning yeah, has. I you feel can, like you can you can take the names out of it, DJ. Let's take the names out of it. Let's just since you want to make the argument, let's just take the names out of it. When Peyton Manning stepped up, he the number one first round draft pick running back, first round draft pick center, first round draft pick tight end, first round draft pick on, on one side of receiver, first round draft pick on the other side of receiver. That, that's that's just the names. That, that, we can take the names out of it, what their career was and what they are. Now we look at what Andrew Luck is out there with. He's out there with a third round draft pick, a fifth round draft pick, a t- undrafted uh, players, and four rookie offensive linemen, and a, un, one of them undrafted. Like. That's not talent. <laughs> I feel like if you if you if you watching the games, it's not about it's 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 about Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck. Well, they're not protecting him for one, but Andrew Luck is not playing well. Guy's not out there dropping his balls. Ho 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 ho. Peyton Manning ho, ho. had. You watch this game this weekend? They had four. No, I didn't watch. I didn't watch this game. They had four drop passes on third down okay. before halftime. Okay. That's four drop passes on third down. You can't stay on the field with guys dropping passes. On, on, on third down. Like so you the, the, think Andrew Luck's playing well? I, I think Andrew Luck's not I think Andrew Luck has not been put in a position to succeed. This is this is mirroring one of those situations that if it wasn't for the name of the organization, we'd say, here we go again with a team that he's put he's he has Frank Gore, who's essentially Edron James was um was Peyton Manning's running back fifteen years ago. Frank Gore was his back. Like that's how long Frank Gore has been a running back. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And I'm watching these games and I don't think the Colts have put him in a position to succeed. It's not a matter of whether he's playing well. Do I think I think Andrew Luck has way too much on his plate? I think when you watch the game and you see third down drop, next time out there, third down drop, running back runs into the back. I mean, not to take anything away, Frank Gore's best days are behind him. No matter what you want to say about it, is he playing solid? Fine, yes, he is. Uh, is 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 Andrew Luck playing well? No, he's not, and I don't think he's gonna play well under these circumstances. I don't think I think T. Y. Hilton is a nice piece. Yeah, I don't think T.Y. Hilton will, in any circumstances, be Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison. I'm on. I'm of, I'm of the mindset: if you're that great as a quarterback, it really don't matter who who's out there at your receiver. As long as they're running the routes they're supposed to run, and you giving them the ball when they're supposed to get it. If they're dropping the pass, what you're, you're supposed no, to do about that? No, if they're that? dropping the pass, you can't do nothing about that. But they ain't like guys out there dropping every pass you throw. He threw 42 passes, mm-hmm. and and what Peyton Manning is. He's gonna. He's out there working with his receivers early, off season, every day to make sure you, you right here at this time, regardless of what your name is. I'm gonna throw the ball right here in this amount of seconds. You got to get there, and he he's gonna make sure he's gonna put you in positions where I see what his defense is at, and this is what's gonna be open, and this is where the ball is going. So you think, think that the, that's more you, about him than it is about? So you the think the Colts are putting Andrew Luck in a position to win ball games? Right no, now. I don't think Andrew Luck is Peyton Manning. I didn't and, say he was. No, he's not being right. man. And I, and I think he could be playing better. I think he holds on to the ball. 
And but why he hasn't even why he hasn't holds on to the ball? What like I say, he hasn't been he hasn't been that that well protected. Just when the games I have watched with him, I'm like, man, I'm worried about this dude. Yeah, you know, he, I, and, I don't and, think and it's it wasn't right. it wasn't because guys were dropping passes. It was because he just not looking that good to me for a guy who you who you kick Peyton Manning out the door for. Yeah, and Peyton Manning was protected and given weapons. This guy is not only he's there's no quarter. Again, we talk. You cannot have a quarterback of that caliber and get them no offensive line. It just it it's it's stupid. It, you know what I mean? I don't think Peyton Manning would allow you to put him on the field with four rookies on the offensive line. He'd be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. that. That's that's suicide. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not at this day and age for a guy who can't move. You must be out of your mind. And when I watch him, and you know, even from a just to take it out of it, I watch the fantasy standpoint. And Matthew Luck's like, I don't. My biggest thing with Andrew Luck is I don't see how he possibly plays 16 games. He's getting hit and getting hit bad. He's a, he's a big kid though. Yeah, the guys hitting him are, are bigger. But um, Jacksonville, I, I, you know what's the the whole London thing? It's kind of cool to have one game to watch if you're up early. Like I don't know if you were up at nine thirty. I didn't I was, even know. I, I mean, you didn't even know. Okay. Yeah, I actually was. I had Hearns in my lineup, and I didn't know if, if um Sneed was going to play, and, and I would have put Sneed in the game, but I didn't know this game already started. But luckily, I didn't because Hearns scored. Sneed didn't do much. I. To, to your point, the only reason I really probably did know is because I do own Andrew Luck, so a quarterback is a that's something you need to watch, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. So I knew that, and it was kind of I'm always up early anyway, so I thought it was kind of cool to have a game to watch early. No, I agree. Like a little sort of like an appetizer sort of situation. I feel like more times than not, and if you eliminate the fantasy aspect of owning Andrew Luck, I feel like more times than not, the London game is a bad game, and I feel like Colts Jacksonville is a bad game. Why is Jacksonville always going? They are right. Doesn't it always seem like Jacksonville? It's always like the worst teams that are over there. I don't. I. I. I feel it's like Jacksonville's Jacksonville gone every year. like three times. I yeah. think it's been every year. Because probably because they're not because they're not uh, they don't sell out their own stadium anyway. So they're figuring they're not losing any uh not losing any fans at their own situation. London deserves a little better, right? If you're gonna send them over there, if you're gonna try and sell the game, right? <laughs> yeah. Because if I'm over there in London, like this is this isn't like, this isn't good. <laughs> you know, yeah, like this this isn't good. You know, this 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 isn't good football right here. At least this game is competitive. Yeah, it it, it was it was. Uh, Boogie, what you got? Um, I still got Jacksonville winning this division. I mean, this is I, I really think that this is a a great opportunity for this franchise, and I think that's a second win. First or second win. I think I, I think that this division right now is 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 ripe for for the Jaguars to win it. Uh, you know, Slim, we was talking about talent. One and three. This is a team who. This is a team that's loaded with talent in a division. Who? Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh-huh. They're loaded. I mean, with I talent. said that too. I, I said I think they will be improved because They're, they do have talent, but one in division is a stretch. I this mean, is not a fantasy football show, guys. Okay. Not, we're no, not no, talking I, about no, 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 just to, like there's offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and there's more that goes into it. Okay, let's look at the teams that's in the division. Okay? I, you have a struggling Colts team. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have a struggling Houston team, mm-hmm. and you have a struggling Tennessee team. He's, along he's, with, oh, let me really finish. Let me finish. That's let me your finish. best part of the argument, right let there. Who else is in the division? Let me yeah. fin- and that's why I'm saying I'm giving Jacksonville Jaguars an opportunity because it's it's a division full of teams who are struggling. Jacksonville, out of all of these teams, I think Jacksonville has the better upside. The Colts. I mean, we just spoke about the Colts. Houston. We really don't know what's going on down there in Houston. I mean, Houston is Houston. Um, you look at Tennessee, Tennessee, uh, out of all of these teams, um, Tennessee is going to be that team that finds a way to lose. 
Yeah, that's starting to be that's starting to be their mo. Which gives me the the hope and what I think you know Jacksonville as they get this thing together. I mean they have a young team, they have young players, and as long as this division continues to stay close, I think they could pull it out at the end. Kind of like what Houston did last year. Houston was playing in the team and they won a division, uh, and they won the the title in a division that I mean let's just admit it sucks. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Peyton, with Peyton Manning being there for whatever it was, 10, 15 years or whatever, I think a lot of people gloss over the fact that it's been a bad division for essentially forever. Ever? I mean, yeah. like, none of those teams have been relevant. Jacksonville's been a doormat since they, since uh, pretty much their existence. The Colts have, they had their whole Peyton Manning, the time, uh, the Titans were pretty good. Yeah, when McNair solid. Was there. They were good then. Yeah. And, uh, and who's the other team? Jacksonville actually Jacksonville, wasn't bad Houston. when Byron left Houston, was there too. Houston had a and, window. And Grinnell, they they were competitive then also. Houston had a window, yeah, just just couldn't stay healthy. Team. <laughs> Houston just couldn't just couldn't see uh couldn't say what the hell is wrong with this dude. Couldn't just couldn't stay um healthy. But I, I, to really, if you had to pick a team, if you said Mark, which one of those teams do you want? Do you think is going to win? I'd, I'd pick a, flip a coin to be honest with you. Yeah. The only reason. You I would, feel like Andrew Luck is the best player in that division, so you would put your eggs in his basket. But right. that, if you watch those games, and you're just like, I don't think Andrew Luck's going to make it, and he keeps getting hit right. bad. And after him, it gets this is. Let's not forget, this is the team last year that had three different quarterbacks end up on IR. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So while at one and three, Jacksonville winning the division sounds like a long stretch. When you name the other teams in the division, sure, why not? You know, yeah, I mean, sure. Why not? I, I feel you, but like you say, if if if, if Andrew Luck supposed to be Andrew Luck, then he this division should be won, mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah, I, 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 I don't care who running routes for him. Watch one of the games. I do. I do. In, in, Indianapolis is struggling. I mean, they're trying yeah. to rebuild from. They're trying to rebuild from your quarterback running your franchise, and it's kind of hard to sustain a franchise. It's kind of hard to sustain like a Pittsburgh Steelers or or or. I, um, of late, I really feel like Jim. The only difference between Jim Mersey and and uh, the boy here, Dan, I, I think the only difference between him is that he locked up twice in Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Yeah, like that's that's why I, I think Jim Mersey is a clown. Uh, I think he loves attention and he's a lot higher on himself. And the fact is, is that he had pay dirt with Peyton Manning, and that put your uh, that put your franchise on autopilot for a decade to almost two. And then you lucked up and and came back again and grabbed Andrew Luck, which you know probably will get you you know another good look for another ten years. Yeah. But 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 what he's doing out there now, uh, come on, man! I, I feel like you you gotta you gotta get this boy something a little bit more to work with. I mean, I like T. Y. Hilton T. Y. Hilton as much as the next man, but you, you can't be serious with the thirty three year old Frank Gore on opening day as you started running back. Like that that that's just ridiculous. He's your starting running back, running and back. he's your most dependable player. Mm-hmm. And he is what is he thirty three? Yeah, thirty three. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, his third round pick in two thousand five. Third round pick eleven years ago. When I look at this division and I look at offensive weapons, Jacksonville has the most weapons. Their defense has always been quietly. um, I want to say their defense quietly has been the more physical defense in this in this division. Um, So I mean, although they're one and three, I think this could be an eight and eight. Whoever wins this division would be like an eight and eight or something like that. Oh so. yeah, eight and eight. I'm seven and nine, buddy. I mean eight and eight only off of the fact that you got to play each other, <laughs> and so at which point one of them has to win. But go ahead. Well, he, he, he's just not off to a bad start. That's which is going to bring us on to our next game is 
Houston, um, Tennessee at Houston. And, and uh, L.A. Leonard said that uh, the Jags had a four-year deal in 2012 to play in London. Okay. So, that I mean, cause I definitely know that they're out there all the time playing bad football. Yeah, probably helps the <laughs> franchise financially. Probably does. Probably sets the game of the NFL back a decade or two. But go ahead. Go ahead, DJ. Next game. Houston. Tennessee at Houston. This is two of the teams we just talked about. You want to talk about them playing each other? Like this is, you know what I mean. We this is the game that I lost. We right? didn't, we didn't talk about the game. No, 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 no. I know. I'm just saying these are two. Yeah. Uh, I think I picked. These are just two bad. This is a game where one of them I has to win, right? right? So, yeah. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like they're that bad. Um, Which one? Either, either team. I mean, because I, I do like DeMar- Demarco Murray is doing what he's been paid to do. I do like Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray's been doing good. Yeah, Demarco Murray's, Demarco Murray's been, been doing good. Um, I feel like Mariota keeps making. Turnovers at a very bad time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Houston, Houston's, Houston's got some talent on that team. Lamar Miller's been good for them. Uh, Will Fuller's been really good for them. Lamar Miller scores and still doesn't even score a touchdown. He's got like a gazillion carries. Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins is—I don't know what they've done to DeAndre Hopkins. He had one catch for four yards on six yeah. targets. He's essentially falling off the face of the earth, which is like really hard to do because he's extremely talented. I mean, again, I'd imagine that the entire defense is structured on not letting him, you know, beat you. But, you know, as a receiver, it's, it's, that's a dependent position. You know, oh, yeah. the quarterback got to get you the ball. Right. That absolutely. happens. Yeah, absolutely. Julio Jones had one catch for seven yards mm-hmm. against um, New Orleans. Yeah. Of all places. Then, then <laughs> right. goes to Carolina. Right. 300,000 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens like that sometimes. They won the game, so he can't. He can't complain too much. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but you know, they, they got some. Houston got some. Things. They got some things on defense. Um, they they're not horrible. I I think they'll they'll win the division. You know what's weird is I thought we were gonna get a little bit more. Demarco Murray has been doing his thing. But I thought we were gonna get a little more of Xavier Henry, and he's actually gone back. Like not him per Der- se has gone Der- backwards, but Derrick Henry. Henry. Sorry, what did I say? Xavier. He got three rushes. I would think he would get get more too. Yeah. Demarco I mean, Murray got twenty five. For a guy who you, who's known to be injury prone, I did think they would do more splitting, splitting um, carries, or Demarco Murray would get a little, little more carries than him. Yeah, it's totally different when you're back that's that big, and you come from college and you dominate the college ranks, <clears throat> and then you have to come and deal with the speed and the size of the National Football League. Um, Man, it's going to take some time for Henry. Well, he's got his chance. He's looked great, man. Preseason, he was great. Even yeah, but I'm not. I'm talking about on things. This this goes beyond just how he looks in preseason and a couple of uh, and, and you know a few runs during the course of the game. Right. Um. It's about just that daily grind. About being you know, the weight factor alone having to having to make your weight week in and week out. These are all things that add stress. Um. You, you know, Demarco Murray's just. I mean, he gives that team a better opportunity to win. He's a lot faster. He's more explosive. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, along with you all, I thought that we would see a nice one-two punch right. uh, with those two. But at the same time, you know, we have to examine the games. Are they getting into penalties? You know, are we dealing with situations right. like it was, uh, you know, when I was playing in Oakland where first down penalty puts you in when first and 15, 15, first and 20. Now it takes away from your running back having an opportunity to run the ball. But right. Um, DeMarco Murray, he's a beast. I mean, he's a very exciting player. He's explosive. He could score at any time. Um, Houston, they have, to me, they have the best defense. Um, 
they have the best defense in this conference. But you're now missing the, the reigning defensive player of the year for the rest of the year. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's that that I mean well, that just helps my Jacksonville case even more. <laughs> I mean that just helps my my Jacksonville case even more. Houston has I've been rubbed the wrong way by Houston ever since last year's playoff game. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you, he's no, that no, was no, a Hoyer no. thing. He's no, 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 no. Forget mm-hmm. Hoyer. That Man. that is a decision where, as a coach, first of all, if I'm a Lady. player on that team, if I'm a player on that team, I'm pissed. I never seen. No, no, I'm pissed. No, no, I'm pissed because as a head coach, you did not give us an opportunity to win the game by taking him out. Yeah, you take him out <laughs> when you're starting. When your starting wide receiver comes over and is yelling, "Take this mf out the game," and everybody. Sitting there watching, you could tell the man was shell shocked. He was not ready for this situation. Why not go with a guy who's older? All right. Who the week before was the guy who helped get you to the playoffs. Why not go with him? So ever since then, I just, as far as I'm concerned, that was Houston's opportunity to really take their franchise to another level to where, where everything's not on your defense. And that's a former coach of yours, right? Um, Billy O, no, he came to Maryland after me and, and, and I like Billy O, but, after last year, it just rubbed me the wrong way because you really took away an opportunity. Put it this way: Had you taken Hoyer out of the game early and put and put, I think Wheaton was the other quarterback. I think you would have seen a better game, and Houston probably would have had a chance to pull that thing out at the end. Thank you, Black. Black agrees with me. You're definitely tripping on trying to call Harrison just a product. Marvin Harrison was like that. I agree, Black. I didn't say he was a product. I think if you, I think if, you said bum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if you put T.Y. Hilton in his place with Peyton Manning that he, he would do similar things I think that Tom Brady would probably have more Super Bowl rings and more um, regular season wins over Peyton Manning if you were to do that T.Y. Hilton and Marvin Harrison should not even be mentioned in the same hemisphere when you're talking about <laughs> wide receivers I think they're on Tom two different Brady. levels you're talking about a Hall of Fame now to your point, if T.Y. Hilton was with Tom Brady, T.Y. would have more yards. I think if Tom Brady was drafted number one by the Colts, then that 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 um that whole he wouldn't be Tom Brady. I can wouldn't tell be you that. Tom Brady. Yeah, it wouldn't I, went I the way it went for them. Yeah, I well, I can also say I can I, I can also say that if Peyton Manning was in New England, mm-hmm. we wouldn't probably we probably wouldn't be talking about Peyton Manning the way we do because he wouldn't have as much control as he had in Indianapolis. I think they would probably win a Super Bowl like every year. They, you're missing out on what I'm saying. I in know Indianapolis. Exactly in saying. Indianapolis, Peyton Manning controlled that. Right. Okay. You're not going to have that type of control over Bill Belichick. That's fine. You could, Second of you all, trust Bill you Moore. couldn't win. You won one Super Bowl. Okay. Two. Peyton Manning won. Stop it. No, no, no. We're talking was, about. First of all, I'm giving that to the Denver defense. Yes, don't do the okay? like that. Okay. Wade Phillips won that Super Bowl. Forget Peyton Manning. That was Wade Phillips. That's what I'm putting it on. All right. What's on the next one? Y'all go back <laughs> and forth all day. We we'll go back and forth on that all day. But Peyton, Tom Brady. It's a little known fact that DJ's son's name is Peyton. <laughs> that that man loves him some Peyton Manning. Boy. He just if even Peyton the last played. year. My man was in here last year talking about any day now, man. Man, it's leading NFL interceptions. Bowl. If Peyton played. For, for the the Patriots, man, he would not the team have who, the control who beat him every he, year. He would not man, have Pey the control. Man have he would eight not Super have Bowl the control. Payton Man had eight rings, man. Payton Man played, had dumb talent it, on that team and was losing them games seventeen yeah. to fourteen. They yeah. weren't asking that man to so put him. Points. So put him on New England, the team that's beating them. No sense in even having this what? conversation. You had Marvin Harrison, Dallas Clark, Reggie Wayne. 
Edwin James, James, your center was a was a was, a was was a Hall of Famer, and you had total center, control, yeah. and you had total control, <laughs> no, and you had total control over your offense. All right. Well, you got to be able Antoine to have total control. Smith was Tom Brady's running back. Troy Brown was you his gotta, wide receiver. We don't even need to go through. We, we, we'll be all day. First of all, their running back, their running back is Wes Welker. They them, them five yard passes they take all the way up the field. Who, who Wes Welker wouldn't even make mm. wouldn't even make the Colts team. And let me tell you that wouldn't after, even make the Colts team. And after Tom Peyton Brady, man, he got Wes Welker and threw fifty five touchdowns. And Y'all after stop Tom it. Brady won a Super Bowl, Peyton Manning came back and did what he did, and that was go to the Dink and Duck game. Exactly All right, let's go. Next game. game. I got to get some Shakif comments in. Oh, Shakif in the building. <laughs> With All right. The Patriots, uh, that might have had 10 rings. Henry used correctly. Could be a better uh, LeGarrette Blount. Uh, Peyton made that. Eric Decker look great. Get Got him paid. And then just said shout out to, shout out to DJ. Appreciate it, brother. Dang, Shakif don't even know you. He know both of us, and that's how he go? <laughs> hey, I would love to have <laughs> Derek Henry on my team, man. What are you doing, Shakif? What's up with that, man? Go ahead. Um, Go ahead, DJ. Next, we got Cleveland at Washington. I really thought Cleveland had a chance to win this game, which is, if I'm a Redskins fan, is, is kind of troubling. Yeah. Um, that's all I really take from it. Matt Jones's carries have increased every single week, which is, you know, good for him. Played well. And, and, he, and he played well. Um, I still. Cleveland had a chance to win a lot of their games, this, like three of their four games this season. But that's what Cleveland does. Cleveland's just not going to win. Um, I, they, I they were robbed the week before. Yeah, Th- this week here we have this imaginary fumble, which is yeah, again, the weirdest wild. play I've ever seen in my. The thing is, is that the announcer nobody said anything about it, and I watched the game and I'm looking at it live, and I'm it's the one that I, there was four or five other people here, and nobody said anything. So I really thought maybe I was drunk. I was like, doesn't that guy have the football in his hand right there? And like nobody's saying anything. The refs are pulling people off the pile when there's a guy standing there <laughs> with a football in his hand, yeah. and nobody says anything. So I'm like. I literally, it's like you're watching something. You're like, maybe I'm tripping. No, no, them, them producers work for the league because they do that a lot. Even like if you watch a game with LeBron or something, when it look like he might travel yeah, off yeah. the pile, they won't replay it. Nah, right? I'm they, they'll leave it alone. I'm literally the guy standing next to the pile. The ref is pulling people off like he's looking for the <laughs> ball, and then the other ref comes in and is like, "We're going the other way," and the dude's holding the football. <laughs> and he's really the thing is he didn't even hold the football up in the ref's face like I had the ball. He was like holding the football, so I'm. And then the camera just cuts away, no replay, no nothing. Nobody right. even talks. Josh, Josh Norman said he recovered that, and like the guy took it from him in the foul, but the ref had already said it was Riskins' ball. That's how Josh Norman explained it. No, dude, hmm. the jump was like some B sixteen stuff out of scandal. Like they just came, <laughs> took the guy away. There was no like, what what happened? What That's UFO? Right. It looked like you know, what were they what fighting UFO? for? Why he was holding it in the air? It looked like fighting. it happened too fast for him to have said that they fumbled. He recovered. He <laughs> stole the Norman had the ball. He stole dude, it. Uh, came and got it from him. And then in the in the midst of everybody still <laughs> jumping on the pile, right. looking still, for the fumble, right. he steals the guys. Yeah, like uh, over here, like what? That was the weirdest thing was, I ever it, seen. It, so it's funny it's, how it's, guys it's, try to like try to like say stuff like what Norman did. Because if you interview me. In that situation after the game, I'm going to be like, man, look, they got it wrong on that one. <laughs> that guy had the ball, <laughs> and the refs got it wrong. Like, it's just, I'm going to keep it real. Hey, so, hey, that was one that fell their way. Um, Cleveland, it's unfortunate for Cleveland, but for a franchise like that, I like where they're headed. Who's that, Cleveland? Cleveland, I like where they're headed. You know, that Josh Gordon thing is huge, though, man. That would have been really it, it, nice. You know man. what? It is. It is. But you know what? You got to move on past that. You got to move on past yeah, it. I obviously, agree. obviously, he doesn't want to play football. I mean, granted, he's gone and get his help. 
um, and I hope things work out for him. But, um, you know, you're moving forward. You have a wide receiver who's who's definitely a weapon, uh, a multi-threat. Multi I love yeah. it. Multi, you know, yeah. he, he can play multiple positions. You have yeah. a running back that you that, that is a is a he's a workhorse back. Mm -hmm. All right, you're looking at the defense. Uh, this is a team that I think can build through the draft and through free agency. Uh, the Redskins, I'm looking at this game, and I'm saying, you know what? In the past, these were games that the Redskins would normally lose. Not to the Browns. The Browns, if it, if there's two teams battling for a loss, I'm, I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, but I'm just saying in the past That's that the when the Redskins would get a big win over a divisional opponent or just a, a big win, and then they come and they play somebody that they should beat, they wind up losing those games. Somehow they find a way to lose those games. And Josh Norman, after majority of the game, Terrell Pryor was giving him that work. He Absolutely. was giving him everything. And, look, and looking at handle. the stats, it seemed like Pryor did more. He only five for 46. It seemed like he did more because watching that game, I'm like, man, every time. It's because of who it was against yeah. and the situations right. that it happened. Right. You know, if I got five carries and three of those, if I got five receptions and three of those on third down, yeah, you know those are critical. Yeah, uh, but you saw what you saw what saw what the highest paid cornerback does. Hey, I'm gonna come back and when my team needs me, I'm gonna make right. that play. Right. Uh, Matt Jones, I think a lot of his success was due to the types of runs that the Redskins ran. Uh, I spoke about this before. That it was important that you get him downhill. Mm -hmm. The thing that he has to understand is that he's a little back. You know, he's he he's a little back. All that tippy toeing and all that dancing like you faking somebody out. That's not what he does. Mm -hmm. So although his his yards look nice, um, I still think he has a ways to go before the Redskins, before I can say the Redskins will feel comfortable and, and seriously dependent on him. I would give a lot of credit for this game to the Redskins offensive line because they got downhill, um, they were firing off the ball, and, and they did a good job of doing that for the entire game. Well, the better part of this year, we've been waiting for Jordan Reed to show up, and he did. We're still waiting for Deshaun Jackson to have one of those signature Deshaun Jackson. Now, what he does, he's happened to him two or three times that doesn't show up to the box score, is at least two, if not three times, he's gotten one of these 50-yard um, pass interference plays. Okay, so you don't get any stats for it, but, you know, it's essentially the same thing as a 50-yard catch. You get the you get the yardage and you get the first down. Right. He just doesn't get the stats for it. But in order, like you said earlier in the year, this you know how talented this offense is, which it is, that involves Deshaun Jackson over the top wreaking havoc, and we still haven't really seen that yet. The ideal situation <laughs> is Deshaun Jackson over top, Jordan Reed killing you down, uh, down underneath, and, you know, Pierre Garçon, who's literally done nothing all year long, and, and Matt Jones, you know, being productive. We got a little glimpse of it so far, but I still think we got a ways to go. I mean, I, I really like Jordan Reed. He, he's, mm -hmm. a problem. he's a problem out yes, there. Yes, he is. He, 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 get, he get away with pushing off a lot, but he's a problem out there. He's a mismatch. He's a human yeah. mismatch. He's a he's a he's a receiver playing tight end. Yeah, I think when you look at the Redskins, um, you have to if you're a player on that team, offensive skill position, you have to look at that as the mentality that the Patriots have. It's what is our game plan this week? I don't care if I get the ball or not. I just need to go do my job. Whoever's open, that's who's going to have the the big day. Defenses are concentrating on stopping Deshaun Jackson. Everybody wants to see Deshaun Jackson go deep and do all this, that, and third. There's no sense in running the guy deep when you got a safety who's 15 yards back and at the snap of the ball, he's backpedaling. I mean, we're not going to force the ball to a guy who's proven that he's not going to go up over the top of anybody to get right, the ball. Right. Get so we're not going to just give him those chances. So right. for a guy like him, 
The difference between him with speed and Randy Moss with speed right. is that Moss, right. hey, I don't. You could be beside him. I'm gonna throw the ball up. He's gonna go over the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson, he's shown that he if, that, that he literally needs to be past the guy or in some space to catch the ball where he can make some where he can make some things happen. With right. that said, I think this is gonna be a week to week thing for the Redskins as long as Kirk Cousins doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, I think that that signing, I think his name is Whitner. They just signed Whitner to Redskins to the safety position. That's going to be a huge signing for them because they need somebody that's physical that's willing to come up and, and make some tackles. Until the Redskins defense decide that, that, that they want to grow some hair, some hair on their chest and actually put their body in front of a man and play some real football, mm-hmm. then their defense is going to struggle. You have to tackle in this, in, in, in this league. Mm-hmm. And what you've shown, mm-hmm. basically – what the Redskins defense have shown, if I'm a running back and I'm coming to play the Redskins, I'm saying these guys do not like contact. They do not like the hit. Their linebackers do not fill the hole. And based on their scheme, their safeties don't get down fast enough. If I'm a running back playing against the Redskins defense, I'm feeling really confident. But at the end of the day, 11-5 still looks good. Still got a long ways to go. And, and we're going to see what happens when they play Baltimore this upcoming week. Yes, we will. Um, Seattle at, at New York Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, I wonder if he still wonders why he didn't get that long-term deal. That dude is, whatever the interception record is, he's on pace to shatter that bad boy. And I don't know at what point, um, I mean, I don't know how, you kind of wonder how bad Geno is. He never, I don't feel like Geno ever really got a shot to, 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 to be the, uh, to be the man over there. But they don't, but they don't want anything to do with him. You know, so that's, that's kind of, uh, interesting in itself. Cause Ryan Fitzpatrick is out there. He's getting to the point now he's single-handedly Losing games for these, yeah. for these guys. But I mean, but then you know he 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 might go out there and have a game like he made he made throws he made a back shoulder to to um Brandon Marshall that was great. Brandon Marshall was giving what's his name the blues. He was then, giving him the blues early. Sherman. He was yeah Sherman. And then you turn around. And I don't think Sherman Sherman, can, Sherman can. got two interceptions. Yeah. Also, yeah. see that on, that's what game you look plays. at. Yeah, you, you did. So Sherman's smart, and one of the interceptions was on the back shoulder throw that they kept doing. And he took a chance. He, he turned around, yeah. and he took that chance and got the interception. Could have went. It could have went the wrong way, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, "You're not going to keep getting yeah. me with this." Yeah. And but I but I, I respect that he was confident enough enough to do it. Then he came back, got another interception after that. Brandon Marshall was giving him work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was. Like I say, on them back shoulder throw, you can't guard them. Throws. Yeah. He gave him swimming, but he gave him swimming lesson like three times. Yeah, yeah. But that's just Brandon. Brand, <laughs> like, like like he it was like he was he blocking. Was he he ran up to him, put two hands yeah, on him, and then, just and then swim. That's not really a route. That's okay. just Brandon. Brandon's a strong no, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna tell you like this. I don't care who the cornerback is. I don't care if it's Josh Norman, yeah. Revis, or nobody. When Brandon Marshall is locked in. Yeah, I don't care who you are. You cannot check him. He's too I'm, big and strong. Yeah. You cannot yeah. check him, and he runs good routes. And there's a lot of names you can put in that. I feel like a lot of these receivers. I don't really know what you're supposed to do. If somebody's bigger, stronger, and faster than you, yeah. what are your options other than you know to just be there as close as you possibly can? And I mean, he's got hands. He's got size. He's got. I mean, he's he's a good receiver. Right. And I, I wish he had played with uh better quarterbacks. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is looking. That's back to back weeks right. of looking of just flat out. You're, you're costing your team games. You know, you never want to make it about one player. But when you're doing the things that he's doing and interceptions that where he's making these interceptions, mm-hmm. like you just said about Brian Horder, he's not giving his team a chance to win. Mm-hmm. But as far as, as, as Richard Sherman is concerned, when 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 you you feel like, okay, Brandon Moss, who has gotten a few catches and you had a touchdown, this game was not a reach. They driving down the field trying to score and come back. 
And he come up with two interceptions, you know, to stop their drives. That's what elite cornerbacks do. Yeah. You know, we were talking, uh, I think Slim had brought it up. I uh, see Jimmy Graham. He's, yeah, back. Kinda, Jimmy Graham he, still, He came man. back. He, yeah. he, you know, yeah. that's that's a big game for him. Man. Right. Seattle's back to being Seattle, man. Seattle. If Jimmy Graham comes in the fold, Doug Baldwin – uh, Baldwin has been. Uh, he, he left this game with. A, uh, I believe he entered the concussion protocol, but I, I nothing know he left this game. Uh, if they could just get that running back thing situated, mm-hmm. Christian Michael looked good. He looked better than what his stats did at one point in time. He was really running the ball really well. If they could get that running back thing down, um, R- Russell Wilson is battling leg injury, so we're not getting the full running extending the play, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. But we're getting out of the pocket, uh, Russell throwing from the pocket, Russell Wilson, who isn't that bad. He's come a long way. And, yeah. he, and you know he, he looks, you know he's not going to set the world on fire from the pocket, but but he's doing okay. Yeah. And, and I think Seattle's Seattle's in a good place. Yeah, Seattle's that team where you know how you look at the Falcons, you're like, oh, I don't care what they do during the regular season. We just got to see what happens when they get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle's one of those teams. Also, it's like no matter what they do, I don't care what they do right now in the beginning of the season. I don't care what they do throughout the season. The question that I want to know when it comes to the Seahawks is, what Seahawks team? Are we seeing when I watch the game when the playoffs start? Right. Because they for year after year, for some reason, they always seem to have something going on. But when it's all said and done, quietly, they're yeah, right there. They wins. eleven and twelve wins, and then when they get to the playoffs and you're expecting them to lose, somehow they're able to squeak one out. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, happy to see Jimmy Graham getting back. Russell we we said it time in and time out and and me and DJ Russell Wilson sneakily, sneakily putting together that Tom Brady career. We're like, oh, he's not that good. Oh, he's not. They'll lose this week. Oh, it is. And then it's just like, huh, another win. Huh, another win. Wow, they're not going to. And, and then you look up and say, oh, those numbers really aren't that. They only threw for 150 yards in a win. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> and then you just start noticing like, okay, sooner or later you got to say, uh, this guy wins. You know what I mean? His numbers, does he put up God, uh, you know, uh, godly numbers? Not really. But he goes into places that you're not supposed to go in and get W's, and he does it. Look, and if Seattle can lock up home field, that's a big deal, man. The thing about Russell is Russell's always pretty efficient. And mm-hmm. Russell makes plays. Mm-hmm. He keeps plays alive. Mm-hmm. He keeps his head down the field. And he, he makes plays. It, it might be a tough third down where he comes up with, you know, a play that he just did just on his own improvising. And um, I, I don't I don't ever really hear a lot of, you know, Russell Wilson Ain't, ain't that good? It's not like he's out there really just dipping and dunking. He he'll try you down the field. He'll throw the ball down the field. He's, his, he's accurate. It's that his numbers aren't the like he doesn't have. You can probably he probably has as many three hundred yard passing games as I do. Right. You, you know what I mean? It's like that's so. It's never the Russell like what you just saw here with this five hundred yard passing from Aaron. That's not going to be Russell Wilson. It's just not. No, it is going to be a play. very efficient twenty one for twenty four with, with three with two touchdowns and no yeah. interceptions. Right, right. You know it, it will be that, but it's never going to be. You know, bombs away. You know, aerial attack. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson. But just like earlier, earlier this year, when we was talking about when you didn't like, you didn't even know I, Russell Wilson had thirty some mm-hmm. touchdowns and like five or seven interceptions. But, like you didn't realize that he really had that that good of a year. It, but, it seems like he's not throwing that many touchdowns, but he is. Yeah, but here's the thing: is that it goes this way. It's like. Drew Brees, I say Drew Brees threw for 35 touchdowns. You'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that game he had six. I remember that game he had seven. So, yeah. yeah. And then you say Russell Wilson threw for 32 touchdowns. be like, nah, he didn't really do nothing. be like, no, he threw for two touchdowns every single game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you do the math on that. That's yeah. 32 touchdowns, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so you'd be like, huh, okay, I guess since you put it that way, yeah, yeah that that makes sense. You know what I mean? If I say Russell Wilson threw for 30 touchdowns, you'd be like, I don't think so. And I said, DJ, how many touchdowns do you think Russell Wilson throws a game? Hmm, two. 
right? And you'd be like, well, that's 32. That's yeah. how you get the 32 touchdowns yeah. is that you do it every single week. Um, some guys, like I said, like uh, – then on the flip side, you get, we think, a guy like Roethlisberger, you'll say, oh, he probably had 50 touchdowns. Why? Because in two games, he had 13 touchdowns. <laughs> and then you look up, and you'll be like, yo, in another four games, he didn't throw any. Right. You know, and so, and then you're like, oh, okay, wow. So that's how you get the difference. Hey, here you go, right here. That, that, that is, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you There's no, no signal. There's no signal yet. But but we're, why is he? We, but the we, thing we, is, the we, way we he watching the fumble with the Cleveland and um. And it's Washington on right game. now. And we're just watching it, and the, the ref is—they're all there trying to sort out the pile, and the guy's holding the football. And look at—he's just nobody's saying well, anything. I was like, not getting a coach's review at least. Though. A review, were, and nobody nobody's saying that they're mad anything. enough. No, nobody no, no. no. This is what happened. Well, looking. yeah. First of all, dude—he's supposed to be you. You supposed to be. I'm but not gonna say. They're already running away hype. Like right here, look right here, Norman. That's where Norman is. He never had the ball. He never had the he's ball. Never, he's not even he, – look, he's, he's, he's holding his one his He's fighting for arms, something yo. that's not even there. <laughs> oh, my that's, That was wild. That's crazy. That's, just watching it is, is just really weird. Really weird. I'm telling you, man, it's, that's some conspiracy thing right there. That, that's really weird. Go ahead. All we right. get to the next game. Next did, game. Did, 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 like, the um, Browns coach say anything after the game? Nobody it? said – it's like it didn't happen. Yeah. No, the, I, the NFL came out. I believe they came out and said that <clears> – this is – but I read, no, they said that it was clear that this, <laughs> they said that they had reviewed it and that it was clear that, don't quote me on this, but I'm sure you, you can go on the internet and find it, <laughs> that it was clear that, that basically when they, as they, they didn't need to stop the game to go back and look at it because it was a clear fumble. Supposedly, that's what. It was what, a clear fumble and he got it that's back. What, basically, what it comes down to is that they should, the NFL should be putting out a letter saying, you know what, at the end of the day, we got that wrong. And Way this, wrong. And here's an, and which brings me to, and this probably be a whole nother conversation. We've got sport, it's almost like we, we try to pump so much of this artificial stuff in sports now that we have instant replay and we still can't seem to get calls right. Like, at what point do we just get things right? If you make a mistake, you made a mistake. Because look, it's like they say you got to you gotta have, what's, what's, what's the word they use? Un, uh, un, uh, you're talking about how the evidence has to be? Yeah, like. Wait, inconclusive or something like no, that? it's not inconclusive. It's like it can't be close. Like, yeah. if you call the play. Indisputable. Undisputable. Yeah. Indisputable. Indisputable. Yeah. And it's close. Even in, That knee's down. But it looked like it from this angle might not can be down. They're gonna go with theirs because it's like okay, we don't want to seem wrong on this one. Mm-hmm. And and but when you look at it, it's like everybody else gets like, nah, they're gonna overturn that. All right, go ahead. What you got for the next Real one? Real quick, okay. Um, I got a question for Lamont from Leonard Alexander. L.A. What's good, buddy? He says, "What is situational football style of coaching?" I'm not sure if that was in reference to something you guys were talking about. Uh, situational style of football. Okay, well, basically. It's what Coach Belichick has pretty much perfected. It's preparing for those situations that may or may not come up. You may have a situation that will only come up once in an entire season, but you work on it day in and day out. The Patriots are dominant because they do a great job of situational football, what to do on second and ten, what to do when there's a minute and ten seconds on the clock with no timeouts, although in Seattle, I mean, in the Super Bowl, you know, people say what they want to, but situational football is just being prepared for those situations that may or it may or may not come up, but we have to be prepared for it. Uh, I.e. that Dallas Cowboys situation where my man doesn't get out of bounds on stuff yeah. like that. So everybody is aware that 
We know we're we got 40 seconds to go down the field with exactly. no timeouts. Everybody make sure that on every catch you get out of bounds, no matter what happens. Exactly. And speaking of, of I, I was going to share a story with situational football. Uh, my last game with the Patriots, we played the Buffalo Bills up in Buffalo. We had three different game plans because there were three different weather reports. Uh, if y'all remember, the game was a game we kicked the field goal and the ball went from over here all the way over there. Um, just missed the whole goalpost completely. But that's what situational football is all about. The weather reports call, report called for like severe winds. So we had a game plan in case it was windy. The weather report also called for rain, like, you know, heavy rain. So we had a game plan for that and we had a game plan for clear sky. So, you know, that's what situational football is, a situation that clearly, uh, the Patriots didn't do a great job of, uh, this game against the, uh, the, the, the Buffalo Bills being as though they got beat 16 to nothing. This game, I'm not going to put in a vacuum. I, I, I feel like if you were asked, if I told you New England's going to be missing Tom Brady for four weeks, I feel like if you're asking for four and oh, you're asking for a bit much, right? You know, I mean, it, it's kind of like you're three and one. It, yeah. it, it just is, let's not look at the, they look bad. They look awful. And the yet, truth yet is, you picked them. Yeah, I did because I, I did. And you know, you, you, you got, you bought, bought up at night. You That's know, why and, I said the four and Just I'm like, man, I just can't see just the four and zero. And when That's we, it. when you said it, and I said there's no reason to pick it other than playing the numbers that you're just not gonna go four and zero. That's not mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. And to be honest with you, you know, New England, we said it in the Texans game. They look terrible on offense, Nate. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a matter of like, wow, you know, what happened to the offense? They've been looking so great. No, they didn't really look that great the week before either. Um, they looked sh- pretty good with Garoppolo. Their offense, they, he he ran that offense very well. It wasn't great with with the other kid. No, it wasn't. It, it, def, it definitely wasn't. And you know, Rex Ryan knows New England like the back of his hand. He may not know much, but he certainly knows certainly knows New England, and he's proven that against Belichick. While he doesn't have a great record against him, he he does he does play competitive football against against him, and and he did. I don't I don't I mean New England looked bad. They really did look bad. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I told you you could be three and one without Tom Brady, I, you'll take it. Absolutely, I thought they'd be two and two, but I'm, I mean, happy. I'm happy for Rex because, like I said, after going zero and two, they call him for his job. He come, he comes back and get two victories against two good teams. You know, just like you tell me, he might not know much, but he knows New England. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean shots this man got to take. My, 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 you caught that one, man. Yeah, this guy, this guy takes shots all over the place. Hey, man, just just because he's just because he give the interviewers he does, he does. a good interview. He, that he does, I, man. I absolutely love Rex, man. I, I get it. He's I do because yeah. the thing is he's the here's the thing he's the opposite of Billichek and but the opposite in every way too right Billichek wins yeah. he doesn't say anything <laughs> yeah. this guy doesn't win and he says that he talks <laughs> nonstop yeah. you, you know what I mean so it's like if you could somehow combine the two if you could get uh, resume uh, if you get Billichek's resume with uh, with Rex Ryan's mouth yeah. you'd have the greatest thing going ever yeah. you know but it's, so you know that's that's I mean Rex just talk if if somehow Rex's record even came close to aligning with his right. interviews because the thing is you can't have it both ways, right? We can't bash Billichek cause he says absolutely nothing and then bash Rex Ryan because he answers all the questions honestly and says what you want, what you want him to say. See, that's my thing. It's not like, I mean, he, he's confident, but it's not like he's just going out there just saying unbelievable stuff. Like man, Tyrod Taylor is the best quarterback in the league. He's pretty much just being honest and he just says it in a funny way. And people think people take it the wrong way, and they they get on him for any, any anything he do. Anytime he lose his job, you know, is is up for grabs. And even even with his brother, you know, what I mean, they they the defense is bad. It, 
because of him. And now New Orleans defense is worse. And them guys, them guys, them guys get it rough, man. They do. I mean, it's also when you when you talk, when you bring, when you say, "Look at me," don't be mad when people look at you, right? Yeah. If you say, "Look yeah, at me," but, and, then, and then you and when we look at you, you got the worst defense in NFL history. Don't be like, "Man, what are y'all looking at?" But you throwing you throwing a camera in front of these dudes' face, win or lose, you know, every game. And you know, when you win, you know, them guys they're gonna. Some people just speak their mind. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is going to be politically correct. I mean, just like like. Um, Rob said when he got let go from Dallas, which is funny. He said, I'll have a job in like two minutes. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. right. He, he wasn't worried at all because he, he feels like, hey, look, I might not have the, always have the best defense in the league, but I tell you what, I know this game mm-hmm. and I know, I know how to, how to coach defense. Go ahead. What you got for the next one? Um, the, the Carolina at, at Atlanta. For the second time, this I don't know if you remember last year, DJ, it happened, and I we, I wasn't with you. I was uh, and I was texting you when Cam did the same silliness with the whole try to jog into the end zone like he <laughs> thought it was sweet yeah. and got his head rocked. And if it was last year, the same thing should have happened last year. He should have went into the concussion protocol, but he didn't. This one because it was so obvious. I mean, that dude literally just tried to walk into the end zone and got his head rocked. At least he scored this time. Yeah. <laughs> He did, he, he did get rocked though. I mean, he got rocked. To the, it was so, it was like not funny because of what the situation was, but I mean, that dude's knees buckled all the way. And it also goes to show you how big and strong Cam Newton is yeah. and how much of an athlete that he essentially, you know, that's like getting punched in the face by Mike Tyson. He's like, whoa, yeah. that guy hits hard and just still standing there like, are you still standing? You know, his knees buckled back, back gathered back, himself. Back a little bit. Then stretched. <laughs> yeah, stretch. was like, whoa, wow, that, that guy's strong. And then, then just leaves it. Like, me... no then we see him. And then he's like, let me go get this touchdown real quick. <laughs> and then it's just like, you know how many people in the NFL could have done that? Just him, probably. You yeah, know what I mean? Then yeah. take that, I mean, a, a linebacker running at you full speed that you didn't see, takes a clear shot at you, and you just eat it, fall back, and then go get it. Go ahead. For me, this game was about Julio. We call him Julio. Julio Jones, man. I mean, I, I've always been a, been a, been a big fan of his. I, I mean, I think he's the the um, best receiver in the league to me. Um, for him to do what he did against this team, man, it, he was unguardable. And that's, I mean, I don't know who was that number twenty five kid or that fake number twenty four. It was a rough night for them, man. That was that was a beating. Atlanta, Carol, let's speak to the fact of where we are with Carolina and where they come from in just in just one season, less than one season. I mean, just like it's kind of like Arizona, man. It's just kind of weird. I don't know what's going on, going on with 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 these two teams. I mean, when you got that target on your back, it's it's not going to be as easy. You know, you're not going to go out there when everybody expecting you to. And that's how this league is. Everybody expects you, this team, to go out there and basically go undefeated, like everybody thought about the Colts last year. And it just doesn't happen that way because these teams prepare for you, man. Right now, there are only two teams in the National Football League that I can look at and say, okay, well, I, I expect them to win this game. And that's the Patriots and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriots, of course, you know, Belichick and Brady, the Broncos, because of um, Wade Phillips in that defense. With that said, Carolina is another team that I look at like Seattle. They have a solid, solid defense. You know what? When you're playing against an offense like the Atlanta Falcons, if they have a day like they had against the, the Panthers, I don't care what defense you are. Right. When one player is doing what Julio Jones did, um, you're, that means, look, you're dealing with Julio Jones who's making it hard for you to tackle him. 
you're talking about 13 carries for Freeman, eight carries for Coleman. All right. You got three guys that every time they get the ball, you better make sure you bring it. Because yeah. if you don't bring it, it you know, they're going to score. It's going to be a long day for you. And that's what happened. With Carolina, I, w- I definitely won't get into panic mode right now. Um, you know, they have lost their last two games. But if you look at this game, they put up 33 points. The Atlanta Falcons just so happened to put up 48. Yeah. And there's really nothing. There's not much that you can do about that. Um, Cam has taken a lot of hits to the head this year. He has taken a lot of hits to the head this year. Yeah. Um, I know that they, I'm sure they can't wait until they get a bye week dude, to give themselves some time to allow, not just Cam some time to, to, to recover, but just to figure out who they are as a friend, as a team right now. Cause right now, this doesn't look like the Carolina Panthers that we've been talking about for the last two years. Right. And as far as Atlanta goes, that's, that's just the thing about Atlanta, how inconsistent they can be, mm-hmm. cause they can be this team. Mm-hmm. And especially, I like this year where um with Coleman healthy and Freeman and both of them guys out the backfield can run and catch out the backfield and Julio Jones. When Matt Ryan has time, he he's gonna he's gonna throw the ball down the field. He's not dipping and dunking. Yeah. Matt Ryan's gonna gonna throw the ball. He's gonna he's gonna stretch your defense out. Mm-hmm. And when they're when when they're clicking, mm-hmm. they can they can especially in the Georgia Dome they can win any game. But then yeah. sometimes we get that Atlanta that doesn't show up at all. The, mm-hmm. the Atlanta that lose to Tampa Bay. In, in, in the first week and that Atlanta, which at the end of the season, they don't make the playoffs when yep. they start off six and oh. Yeah. It's just, you never know with this team. The, the, when I look at these two teams, I'm saying to myself, uh, and to your point, you know, like you said, the Falcons are a team that, hey, at any, at, at any time, you know, they can, they can do what they did against the Panthers. Right. But they don't have a defense that's consistent that can support them. If you look at the last few games that the Falcons have played in, their team, the teams that they've played against have scored a lot of points. Yeah. They've scored a lot of points, and I want to say they've also scored a lot of points in the second half. You look at Carolina here, they scored 23 points in the fourth quarter. Right. So you're talking about a team that needs to score. It's almost like playing that team that the only thing they can do is shoot three-pointers. And we're not talking about Golden State, a team that not only can they shoot three-pointers, but they can also strap you up on defense. Right. What we're talking about here is a team that all they could do is just shoot three-pointers. That's it. They live and they die by the three. Right. Uh, so it would be interesting to see where these two teams uh, end up at the end of the season. Uh, I think that if the if the Falcons' backfield can stay healthy, I think that's something that's going to help them to, uh, to, to, to get on the top. Right. Are you? Is it time to? Are you? Sorry if I missed it, but are you in panic mode on the Panthers yet? Or no, no, no. I suppose I said I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in panic mode for the Panthers right now. For the I mean, they 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 are a solid defense, and and they ran into a Falcons team against a player who I mean, twelve receptions for three hundred yards and a touchdown. I mean. Come on now, that's just that's just. I mean, <laughs> it should never happen. I mean, yeah, that should never it happen. It's only happened four times. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so like, no, it shouldn't yeah. happen. So no, it's it's, it's not it's especially not from the player that you know is right, that's going right, to get the ball. Right. They don't have other great receivers. I mean, Sanu's okay, but they don't have other weapons that you're really that scared of, except the the running backs out the backfield. And when you have a back like a Freeman, that versus a seven man front. Mm-hmm. He he he'll make it a long day for you. Right now you throw in play action fake, uh, and at the end of the day, what you saw was guys up in Julio Jones's face, and he just losing them at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You can't get in troll technique against Julio Jones, or you're, or you're mm-hmm. done. Especially when you know that Matt Ryan is looking to him first. So, yeah. um, not not in panic mode for the Panthers because they have a solid defense. Are you in panic mode, DJ? I'm I'm not in panic mode, but I I, I did I did feel like concerned. Like I thought this year with with Kelvin Benjamin coming back, that it would just 
be it would just be unfair because because mm. with the year that Ted Ginn had last year and with as good as Greg Olson is, I'm thinking, man, it's really going to be hard to guard these dudes. But it felt like this year they sort of just kind of forgot about Ted Ginn. Really, I don't know if he's just looking more Kelvin, so. looking more Kelvin's way. Ted Ginn had a great year, and Ted Ginn's going to take the top off that defense. Them guys should them guys should should be more open this year, but they sound like they're forgetting about them. And I think the Broncos. One last point on this: I think the Broncos last year kind of gave the blue the blueprint of 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 how to beat. Cam's well, taking that, you need that personnel. Cam, also, yeah, Cam's taking a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's, he's getting that, sacked yeah. a lot. Yeah, I mean he's a big boy and, and he can take it. But at the end of the day, I mean you know sacks are sacks. Yeah. And then I think when you start finding yourself in these second and seventeens and stuff like that, it kind of that makes it harder for Ted Ginn to be Ted Ginn when. Like going back to what Lamont said earlier, safeties are 15 yards back and start backpedaling, you know, because you're second and 17. Yeah. Game right here, a little That's bit true. closer to home. Oakland um, hands Baltimore their first loss in Oakland, and you look up now, it's three and one. And Derek Carr goes for four touchdowns with no interceptions. Um, played a played a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, Flacco throws the ball 52 times, which is not what you're looking for. Um, midweek, which is really weird. Uh, Baltimore starting running back, they. They don't dress him. He doesn't even dress inactive, <laughs> and then released two days later. Yeah. Um, Baltimore's had trouble running the ball, which has essentially been Baltimore's identity since since they came into existence. Is you know them beating you up on defense and, and controlling the running game, and uh, that's just not happening right now. Well, Terrence West had 113 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five point, right. Five point as he hence, for Curry and as touchdown. He, as he's taking the running back spot, but when yeah. when uh. Forsett was in there. That wasn't the case that been, right. been going on this year. Right. Well, I mean, Terrence West, like I said, had his 100 yards in the touchdown. Steve Smith had 111. Steve Smith was good, and, man. And the touchdown on eight, on eight receptions. So, them guys, you know, they're, they're supposed to do. Mike Wallace, 44 yards, four receptions. Um, I, I I think it was – I mean, they put up 27 points. They lost by a point. I think it was more just about um the Raiders, the Raiders in this one, and, you know, stopping Crabtree. And then Crabtree came up. Crabtree came up big. Crabtree is so disrespected. Ever since that Richard Sermon thing, he, Richard Sermon really convinced people that Michael Crabtree was a bum, and he's not a bum. And no, he's not. But yeah, you, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was like he came out and said it, and it was like everybody's like, yeah, I guess he kind of is a bum. It's like, nah. I mean, <laughs> just because he's not Julio Jones or anything, I mean, he's far from a bum. Nah, I mean, I, he was playing with Alex Smith in uh, San Fran, so. What is he supposed to do out there? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, Mike Crabtree's yeah. a good receiver. Yeah, nah, I, li- I like Crabtree also. Um, but you know, Richard, Richard's going to talk his trash, and it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. I forgot, but you're right. I think that thing that did kind of make people look at Crabtree a certain way. He is, you know, a pretty good receiver. You know, this is a game that later on in the season, towards the end of the season, that I'm confident that we're going to sit back and watch this game and say that. This was a critical win for the Raiders, and it was a critical loss for the Ravens. For this fact, the, when you look at the Raiders, they're three and one right now. You look at the Ravens' division. If the Ravens do not win their division, and the Raiders do not win their division, Oakland has the wild card spot spot over the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about the Ravens playing in the division with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals now. <clears throat> If you're Baltimore, if you don't win out right now, just looking at these two teams, Baltimore, if you do not win your division and the Raiders continue to play well, 
we can all assume that the the Denver Broncos are going to win their division. You're talking about the Oakland Raiders possibly playing for a, a playoff game in a wild card spot, and we're going to look back at this game and say that this game was critical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just didn't feel like the Baltimore Ravens was a formidable team, really. That's why I picked against them. I mean, but, but like you say, that if it, if it comes down to that, lose it to that team mm-hmm. is 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 big for them. But I just like I say, I I looked up, I didn't even realize they were three and zero. I'm like, hold on. Well, it was three, no? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Jacksonville, Cleveland, right. and somebody else who's equally as bad. Um, you know, and then this week they have the Redskins coming up. So, I mean, they got a shot at being 4-1. I mean, they could have been 5-0. and You know what I mean? Like, they, right. their, their schedule is pretty favorable. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you get, like I said, they win this week against the Redskins at home. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at 4-1, which is a nice, nice place to be. Absolutely. That's about I take to be an explosive game, and we can talk about that when we do our picks. Uh, Steve Smith, though, glad to see him uh, mm-hmm. still beating up Father Time, man. Yeah. He just he just keeps going, man. He really does. And it's crazy that he was talking about retiring last year. He looked like he, he had easily, Achilles, man. He looked yeah, like he yeah. could easily play another. another yeah, I know. Two you know, years. Two, least. three years. Yeah, I mean, easy. Don't, hey, hey, Steve, come to training camp. Come to the meetings. You know, keep yourself in shape. Uh, we'll see you on week one. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's Absolutely. pretty much earned that. Absolutely. Um, next, Detroit. At Chicago, Brian Hoyer, we just talked about you coming in there at home, going in there, getting a victory. I think it's two bad teams. Really, I don't know what else there is to really – I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just see two bad teams that in two weeks from now will be completely irrelevant. Yeah. Matt Stafford. I mean, kind of crushing my fantasy team. I mean, having Matt Stafford. Any week. Any given week. Great week or terrible week. Yeah, these two teams, you're talking about playing in a division where Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback of one team and the best defense in the National Football League is, 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 is in your division also. You know, for, so for these two teams, it's all about now. Um, you know, try to keep our fans happy by staying competitive, try to squeak out some wins, but you're paying close attention to what's going on in the college ranks because you're looking like uh, both of these teams are going to have some pretty high draft picks. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever Jordan Hayward is at 100 yards. Howard. Uh, yeah, no, nah, he had a good game. That was um, Langford's backup quarterback. He, I mean, excuse me, Run running back. back. He, had, he had a good game, and he was actually coming into the season. There was a lot of hope about him. He's a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, nah, he's, he's a good pickup. If you're out there in fantasy, he's probably gone by now, but he's a good pickup. And Kevin Jones came across today. He's out for the uh, year. Kevin Jones or White? White. Sorry. Is Kevin he? White. Yeah, just yeah. put him on IR. Oh, okay. That was up there uh, today. I believe it said the season, but it's at least IR, so I think that's a minimum of eight games. Boogie. Yeah. IR. He already didn't yeah. play all the last year. Yep. So that's back to back years for him. We can go to that next game. LA at Arizona. This is interesting because after one week, the Rams look like they might be the worst team in football Absolutely. because they got destroyed by a very bad 49ers team. Right. So we fast forward and they're three and one, which is really odd. You, you, you know what I mean? What they've done. And then on the flip side, Carson Palmer is after an MVP year last year, MVP caliber year last year. He's go- almost going back to being Carson Palmer that we knew before that, which is just real turnover prone and and just all the all the tools, all the weapon, all the you know everything looks right on paper. He looks like a quarterback. He plays, and then it just some reason just always seems to go wrong. It just doesn't happen. And again, we're getting back to Carson Palmer and turning the ball over. And the Cardinals, a team that we had probably picked, all three of us would have picked to be around twelve wins or so, eleven mm-hmm. wins. You know, they're one to three. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still think, had Carson finished his game, they, they would have probably won the game. Um, Drew Stanton came in and, and 
through two, two interceptions, interceptions correct. Which, which hurt them. And they didn't, they, they only lost by about four points. Those were a few possessions they could have had. But, um, it's, it's, it's where Los Angeles, they can, they can put pressure on you. And, they got um, that front seven. Yes. They yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they definitely put that pressure on you. And, uh, you know, the older guy like Carson, he, he's, he's not really trying to, you know, hold on to the ball too much. I wanted to ask you, I, I made a mental note to ask you about this, Lamont, and I'm glad we got to this. Todd Gurley. Here's a guy with all the talent in the world, and who's, how do you, and I asked you about this, DJ, when we were talking about basketball, and I remember you were talking about, you know, whose job is it to free up Melo, yeah. and, and, you know, and you said the coaches need to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to pose that question to you, Lamont. Todd Gurley is a kid that we know it's not him. We know it's not a talent situation. Whose job is it to free this man up? That They're giving him zero running room at all do you just say hey we're three and one you know hell if they're going to put 12 people in the box then we'll go with that or is it somebody's job to say we got to get this guy going i think you got it's, it's a number of things you have to look at first of all the offensive line you know what type of offensive line do they have if they're playing against an eight and nine man front then you know that's kind of tough unless you're adrian peterson and you're just going to hand him the ball 30 something times and just let him beat the defense up um but when you look at this team, you look at Todd Gurley, you have to have a passing game. If if your running back is your main offensive weapon, it's easier to stop him than it is if your wide receiver is a main offensive weapon. From the stamp from from this standpoint, if I'm trying to stop a running back, I can load the box and force a quarterback who's really not that good to try to throw over top of me, put pressure on him, put him in situations to try to get him to force the ball and create turnovers. Mm-hmm. All right. If I have a wide receiver, now, with me stopping the running back, I'm putting a bad quarterback in in, in the situation that I want him to play in. Right. So stopping the running back doesn't open things up for the, the, the passing game if you're able to, to apply pressure. Now, if I have a wide receiver that I'm trying to focus on, now there's a safety that I have to give some attention to. If I want to go bracket, there's linebackers that I have to give attention to, which means it's going to open everything else up for the offense. In order for uh, Todd Gurley to get going, you're going to have to do one of two things. You're either going to have to develop a passing game or you have to line him up at the slot or get him in matchup situations where he can catch the ball out the backfield. I noticed that, that too. I don't know if you saw that he got a wheel route pass. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, you're going to have to do those things. But it has to be – you can't stick to the traditional things, running just a flat, running just your traditional wheel. You have to do things that, uh, that I think that the Eagles did with Westbrook. When uh, he was with when McNabb and Westbrook were together, they had him running slants. He ran dig routes. He ran bubbles. I mean, they did so many different things. And I think Todd Gurley is that type of player that if he's your main weapon on offense, him and Tavon Austin, and your 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 goal is to get him the ball, then you have to move him around. Or it's easy to shut him down. I remember it was your first year in Oakland, and the specific play you probably don't even remember, but I remember. Kerry Collins underthrows Randy Moss by about five yards. Randy jumps up, gets tangled up, and he's out for the year. Mm-hmm. From that point on, the whole defense pretty much shifted, and there was a whole that Randy was their deep threat, and now all of a sudden the game plan changes to stopping you because you're the number one focal point on the team once Randy Moss goes down. When you're the back and you look up and you see that, does it get kind of frustrating that you just see, like, man, there's all these people everywhere. How can I possibly succeed? I'm used to it. I'm trying to guard my words carefully. I'm used to it. My style of running, if you got eight men in the box, 
that's then it is what it is. Now, granted, I want to see seven in the box because it's less of a beating on me. But if it's eight in the box for me as a back, my mindset was okay. Well, I'm bite down on my mouthpiece, and we're gonna keep we're gonna keep button heads, we're gonna keep button shoulders for four quarters as long as our defense keeps us in the game. Then in my mind, I'm gonna wear you down eventually. Eventually, you're gonna wear down, and we're, you know I'm gonna get my yards or. You know, as a running back, I'm going to be able to score a touchdown or break off a key run. Now, it definitely gets frustrating. But here's the thing about it. You've seen, I've seen backs do successful, do mm-hmm. very well against eight-man fronts. That comes down to scheme. Now you have to put in a, 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 a you now you have to put in a game plan that says, okay. We're facing eight in the box. There are runs that you can run against eight in the box. And then from that, then from there, it's just a matter of the offensive linemen, tight ends, fullbacks, and wide receivers going and doing their job and the running back finishing the play. But they're going to have to find a way to get Todd Gurley the ball in space. DJ, anything you want to add? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. First, I guess it starts with the with the offensive line and just got to gotta see is it something that, that, that they're not doing. But if I'm playing against the Rams and – I, I'm gonna. My defense is going to be focused on Todd Gurley and making sure the reason we lose is not because of him. And you're going to try to force the quarterback into making throws that he's not comfortable making, and not letting, like we, <coughs> what Lamont said, not letting the running game, you know, open it up for you. And and it, what's going on with Todd Gurley? And I'm not glad that's happening to him, but it gives me, you know, a point that I can prove about what, what, what happened, like with, with um, Adrian Peterson the first few games, but he's not getting the yards that he's used to getting and not averaging, you know, a lot of yards to carry, and people will want to go blame on your age. And I felt like his age played no part in his production the first two games. You're the leading rusher in the league. People are going to try to stop you. And if they want to stop the running game, I mean, unless you have a, a really elite offensive line or you just happen to just break a tackle and go, that they're not going to make that easy on you. I'm, I, I, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm I'm living with Case Keelum and and, Tav- and, and, and whatever the rest of the you, whoever you want to call those guys because I don't even call Tavon Austin the receiver. He's a weapon. Right. You you know what I mean. So right. you know Kenny Britton and the rest of the gang. I'll live with that. But like you said, what we're not going to do is Todd Gurley's not going to be hitting us up when we know that that's what your weapon is. Right. And I mean they were in Arizona has a good defense and they were they were well defended for the most part. They they let. They let um quick, you know he he caught a you know like a ten yard pass. Somebody made a bad gamble. He broke a tackle. He was gone. That play wasn't even meant to go. You know sixty five yards. It just 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 happened. But I think Keenum, and I was saying that while I was watching the game on last drive, scored. I'm like, man, Keenum's not off on the field at all. Because um he yeah he played he played he had a hell of a drive that last drive for them to um you know get that go ahead and test go ahead and test down. Yeah, but if you're the fran- if you're the Rams franchise, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, especially if I'm management, sweet. We're the boys getting to chill. We're on the three bench. and one, mm-hmm. okay. And a rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. I mean, because basically that's what this is. You're yeah. you're pretty much rebuilding your entire franchise. Right. You just moved from St. Louis to Los Angeles. All right, that in itself, just moving to Los Angeles, being the first Los Angeles football team um, in years coming back, to be in the same division as the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks, who mm-hmm. two teams that are you, you looking at those two teams and saying, okay, well, these are going to be the two teams fighting for that division. Right. 
to being three and one, not knowing who your quarterbacks, not knowing what your quarterback situation is. You pretty much got subpar wide receivers. Um, not subpar, but you you really don't have a wide receiver core that's that's really eye popping. That's going to leave a defensive coordinator. Subpar. Up. Yeah, well, okay, well, yeah, I'm just you know <laughs> trying to yeah. Um, you're not you don't have a wide receiver core that's going to leave you up at night. So for that franchise to be three and one, to get a win over the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. and once again we're talking about those playoff in, spots in Arizona, in in Arizona, which means if you're the Rams, okay, I don't care how sorry we are. The best team in our division, they struggled against us. And right. we beat them at home. And we beat them at home. Right. The other team that was said to have possibly represent the Super Bowl and the NFC, we just beat them. They and always they give them a tough time. And it goes to my point. You're mm-hmm. talking about a team that right now is 3-1, and one, that yeah. if they can somehow figure out a way to just squeak out a few more big victories, that at the end of the season we may be talking about the Rams. Uh, fighting for a playoff spot, especially if you look at what's going on around the NFC and all the other divisions. So, well, if, if that happens, Still then the Rams how, how, how do they feel about, you know, they they overachieved this year? Then what does that do for next year when when you still got Case Keenum as your quarterback? And you really, it's like I don't feel like they really want to do that great because they they want to develop like um, when, Jerry, Jerry Goff. Yeah, Goff. And if Case Keenum, he know this is probably his last stretch. He's mm-hmm. the way he's playing. You know, I mean, the last few weeks, he probably buy himself another year or two. Mm-hmm. If he goes out there and um and they do too great, he he kind of might got to stay in there. Mm-hmm. Golf got to sit another year. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Philadelphia is giving you the the blueprint in terms of like it's okay <laughs> to go. You know, let's say Case Keenum plays well enough that you can trick somebody in. What if he plays really good mm-hmm. and somebody's willing to give you a second round draft pick for him? And you say, man, be on your way. We're starting. <laughs> well, what's because that's what Philadelphia did. I mean, it's like you know, you had Sam Bradford and he was doing well, and you know he's going to be your starting quarterback. Yeah. Hold on, what? First round draft pick, <laughs> yeah. deuces. You know, and it's like, yo, the 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 Wentz era starts now. Mm-hmm. You you know, somebody's going to offer you something. So if Case Keelan, I mean, I'd imagine going into the season, his trade value is probably none. You know, if he but plays they, himself decent, and you get something out of it. I mean, what? How bad? How great would it be? Imagine if you're the Rams. If you said this boy sits for an entire year, learns, gets to start next year, week one, and we get a second round draft pick. But as far as the Eagles go, I don't feel like they was that big on Bradford anyway. I don't know why. I, I couldn't. I, I don't I'd see imagine how they, they got a first round pick. I, I couldn't see that that they're any higher on Bradford than the Rams are on Case Keenum. They traded up. They traded up. They traded up to to get to get a quarterback. Yeah, and they both did. And, right. But the thing is, the Rams didn't have one. And if the Eagles were, were satisfied with what, with what Bradford did last year, they have no reason to, you know, trade up to get a quarterback. I knew that man was the most right. Good. If Case plays his butt off, I don't think they're trading up to get a quarterback again. Well, if, even if they didn't have golf, if they, if they're happy with how he played, but I do feel what you're saying. They can use that as leverage. Yeah. Go ahead. Next game is, um, New Orleans at San Diego. This is like the weirdest game since the Saints were up. This was one of those things that you never want to believe in the conspiracy things. And you're like, you know, and then you're like, what the hell was that? They were literally up four, 13 points. And then you just get two of the weirdest plays, fumbles that are just like, huh? You know, like, how did that even happen? Yeah, I, I, um, I actually didn't say it. I, I stepped outside for a minute. You know, and he was talking to someone, and I came back in, and I'm like, huh? huh? 
The wall is one this guy? It's two random turnovers, <laughs> and like, what the hell just happened here? Yeah, I, I didn't tell you. I, did, I, I had no clue what happened. I was, I mean, I, I didn't, I did, I didn't want, I didn't want New Orleans, you know, to to lose this game, but and, and they didn't. But I, I thought it was over when I when I first got up from my seat. I was like, man, this game's over. Man. I don't know what's going on over here. New England, it's a weird league. Man. It is. It is. Anything you want to say about this one before we move on? The Saints playing some exciting games. Um, I'm just disappointed for uh, when you score a lot of points and don't stop anybody from scoring points. That leads to exciting games. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just I'm just kind of disappointed for Philip Rivers. Um, just continuing to lose and didn't lose the game against the Saints. Um, that's 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 kind of tough. But right now it looks like we're talking about two teams that when you talk about Mister Irrelevant, you're talking about two teams that. The way it's looking is that these two teams are going to be irrelevant, especially if the old, if the Raiders continue to win, then San Diego and, and Kansas City are going to be two irrelevant teams in that division. San Diego's always irrelevant to me. They're well on their way back there. Uh, Cowboys at 49ers. Another W for uh, Prescott. I don't want to spend too much time on this one. The 49ers, I guess we're all patiently trying to figure out when we resume uh, the Kaepernick era and we can talk about him playing football instead of what he's doing during the National Anthem. And um, other than that, the 49ers team is pretty bad. They lose Bowman for the rest of the season, season excuse me, for the second time. That's tough. <laughs> we laughed at your error. Go ahead. I know. <laughs> but uh, I don't really know what else there is to talk about this. Um, um, I like the rookies. The rookies for Dallas, they have something. Man. Um, looking more and more calm. He looks good, man. After everybody was talking about him, those first two two games of the season, it's really just Stephen A. <laughs> what talking about him? <laughs> yeah, he was on him bad. You, you, what do you mean? You played? You played average. You played way yeah, less than yeah. average. I'm like, come on, man, go off the kid back, man. He's balling. He's yeah, balling. Believe yeah. it, he's in the NFL in Russia right now. Yeah, he is. He is. And um, and Prescott's going out there, not making no mistakes, playing smart football. I'm impressed. Twenty three of thirty two, rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't, hasn't thrown the interception yet. He is probably out of all the rookies, he's the one that I feel is in the best position to succeed because of the weapons that he has around him. I don't think anybody saw what's going on in Philadelphia. I don't think anybody saw that happen. Nah, um, I didn't know. But I, I, I think that he has the best. Now, I, I said about uh, what's the boy out there in Denver? Denver Paxton. I, I think overall he. To me, I think overall he's going to be the better quarterback out of everybody. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about looking at these rookies and what they have around them, um, from an offensive standpoint, the weapons that they have, um, you got one of the best offensive lines in the, in the NFL. All right? You got yourself a bonafide tight end. You got a bonafide wide receiver. And you got a two-slash-three-headed monster in that backfield, especially when uh, Darren McFadden, especially when Darren McFadden, gets healthy so yeah. um, it's, it's going to be interesting guy. to see it's going to be interesting to see uh, what, what happens with this Cowboys team from here on out the 49ers as far as I'm concerned with them like let's stop the political stuff and just put the boy in the game yeah <laughs> yeah. clearly here, here's my I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you my feelings on why I think the 49ers don't play Kaepernick besides the obvious with the whole protest and things of that nature if you put him in there and he succeeds, now you're put in a really tough situation as a franchise. Do we keep this guy 
you know, with all the stuff that's coming along, that comes along with them. Mm-hmm. Or do we put them in there, we succeed, and then get rid of them, bring somebody else in, they suck, and then have to deal with the <laughs> backlash from our fan base <laughs> for why do we get rid of, of, of Colin Kaepernick? So uh, we got two franchises that are headed in two completely different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, Chip, Chip Kelly seems to, when it comes to being an NFL coach, seems to do a great job of not knowing how to manage NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the NFC East folds out. Yeah, and they, and they, and they actually could have won this game. Um, mm-hmm. um, Gabbert, Gabbert threw, a, um, threw a key interception trying to go at my boy, um, my boy. From, from 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 LSU Claiborne, who's been playing very well. Um, yeah, <laughs> had a had a had a good game and playing well. Caught a key interception. I think if Kaepernick plays that game, it would, it would have been a. Um, well, I was just waiting to see it, man. Come on, game. come on yeah. with it already, man. Next is Kansas City at Pittsburgh. That was ugly. Yeah, it was. I I um I cut it off um in the fourth quarter. Didn't realize fourth. I cut it off in the first. I didn't realize they even scored 14 points. I mean, I had Kelsey on my fantasy, and I'm glad that he did get one of those touchdowns. I didn't even realize they scored 14. It was they they've been um, called the dogs off in um, Pittsburgh. They, they got Bell a great. They were up 21 nothing essentially the game when the game started. Like I mean, yeah. that was just one, two, three straight down the field. Like early game over yeah. instantly. Yeah. And going back was so weird. Going back to the stat that you said, it piggybacked off of it. When was the last time Philadelphia had won in Pittsburgh? Then they brought up the stat. Uh, Andy Reid has never won in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, from when he was with the Eagles, <laughs> and now in his two trips there with Kansas City, he has also, again, not won in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I, I don't know what Pittsburgh's got on Andy Reid in Philadelphia and Philadelphia and just about everybody else. But yeah, Put the back part out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. I, I, other than that, I don't really know. Le'Veon Bell's picks up right where he left off. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he just literally picks up right where he left off. Yeah. And Jamal Charles, obviously, they had a different – but even it didn't matter. Jamal, Jamal Charles is a running back. So, when you're down 21 nothing before the game yeah. even starts, there's really not much you can do yeah. uh, one way or the other. Yeah, ben, ben, ben looked great. Very glad my number one pick, Antonio Brown, looked great. I kind of wanted this game to be a little closer so he could have stayed in the game. Right. Got his two touchdowns and got out of there quick. Um, not not much here. I mean, I, I I like Pittsburgh a lot. That's a problem. You talking about a, a quarterback with weapons? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That Pittsburgh team is a that Pittsburgh team is a problem. Just right. adding Le'Veon Bell just yeah, makes it that much that's, even worse. That's a problem. It was funny. We was we was at my house and we were talking about like top receivers ever. We were talking about who, what game Julio Jones had, and you know somebody was talking about Randy Moss. And then in the midst, we have a friend that, that always says something random, crazy. <laughs> he, he brings up like Heinz Ward in the conversation with T.O. and Randy Moss. And yeah, I was like, man, how, not to disrespect Heinz Ward because he had a good career. He's not even the caliber of those guys. I'm though. like, he might be the, if he played with Pittsburgh right now, he'd be like the fourth best receiver. He tries to say he's like the fourth best all time. No, no I'm no. different era, different guy, tough guy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, He's the fourth best right now on the Pittsburgh team. <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring up the weapons that Ben had. I'd put him in that Desmond Mason. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 I'd put him in that Desmond Mason category. Desmond is, is in Lamar's top five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's right there with Never. 
First of all, I didn't say ever. I said at the in the league at that time. He was the best. He was top five in the league at that time. And the thing is, that was like his worst. It was like his end of his career. It wasn't even in his prime. And he right. was balling. It was late. And he was balling, Joe. Like, man, you talking about what is he talking Mason about? Mason was balling. Talking about Desmond, the basketball Desmond? What is this guy talking about? Yeah? Here we go. We got to talk about this one. Um, the Giants at Minnesota. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Your boys lost it. Uh, um just needs to be real back in. It's not, not nothing that can't be fixed. Um, and I'm sure it will be fixed. This is Eli's problem, I'd imagine. Or, you know, this wouldn't happen on a Coughlin's watch, I would kind of say. But that being said, I'm not even going to make this about that because that, that'd be irresponsible. Minnesota has got a good defense. And as a Buccaneers, as a, as a Buccaneers fan where we won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson, Sam Bradford is every bit as good as Brad Johnson is. Okay, now yeah. their defense might not be as good as what ours was, but the point is, is that Sam Bradford is good enough to win with. You, you, you know what I mean? He doesn't need to be dominant. Brad Johnson, while you know, was just a serviceable quarterback. You, you know what I mean? He didn't turn the ball over. And this line here, two sixty-two with one touchdown and no interceptions. That's what you're looking for. You know, I would, I would like to see the running game get a little bit better. I'm not a, really a big fan of either McKinnon or um, Asiata. Mm-hmm. McKinnon had a, a little bit better game this this week than he's had in the past. Uh, I've seen a lot of them both over the last three years when AP has gotten hurt, and I just feel like neither one of them has ever done anything to even remotely close to wow you. Mm-hmm. But their defense is it's, it's, it's really good, like really, really good. Uh, they got just enough weapons, nothing to kill you. Kyle Ru- Rudolph is a good tight end. We love Diggs in the in the slot. Charles Johnson, he's decent. If the defense is going to be that good, they can win games. Yeah, they, that that really surprised me how good their defense was, and, and I don't know why I did because of what they did to um to Green Bay and what they did to Carolina, and I think a lot of what played a part in how Eli <laughs> played because Eli Eli didn't look good at all to me. I was I was I was pissed off at Eli because. I think they he went towards this game and is saying in his head that I'm just not going to get sacked because how many times they sacked Cam, how many times they sacked Aaron Rodgers, he would just any any time they get remotely close to him, he throws the ball in the ground. He's and he's just like I'm not going to get hit when has been been known to you know make plays after maybe he's escaped from a sack or maybe he can you know make something happen and catch guys down the field in two seconds if he wasn't open. He's either dumping it off to the running back and he was throwing it in the ground. And I think our receivers are too good for him to, to give up on the play as often as, as, as he did. And, and I think a lot of that, you know, might to Odell's, um, Odell's frustration. He hasn't scored yet this year. And I, it says target nine times. It doesn't seem like it. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he hasn't targeted Odell hardly enough, enough this year. And, and, and also, you know, the, the guy, the um, roads hit him like five yards out of bounds and he didn't get no flag thrown. And he really ain't taunt the guy. He went to the ref like, yo, you going to throw the flag? And they're so it's quick like with him. Am. He's like, I absolutely yeah. am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny you should ask about right. that. And I think that flag came from, you know, the accumulation of all the, you know, the antics that everybody's been talking about with him. I actually wasn't mad at him about that because I thought they should have blew the whistle. And um, it's funny because, you know, some guy called me um yesterday. He was like, man, your guy is the biggest diva in wide receiver history. Is what he was, nah, that, he was that's kinda, next to impossible to be. Nah, that's, man, that's what he was, he was like, man, this dude is the most crybaby I've ever seen. 
in my life. And I'm just the newest in a long line of list of it's it's not any, you know what I mean? Right. No, he's I mean, he's, you know, he's earned his spot on there. But I mean, you can't say he's any more diva than any of these other dudes. Yeah. And we and we we talk more about it. Like, we don't know what's going on in that field, you know, because guys, you know, he has these videos dancing and guys talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, he's might be gay and all that. And I'm thinking we don't them guys in that field might be out there saying, oh, you know, Uh you gay and this, this and that. And he's 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 going to go extra tough. Like, hold on. Now he's trying to get and fight him and grab him to try to fight manhood. to prove his manhood because they're questioning his manhood because he's in a, in a hot tub singing sexual healing and stuff like that when mm. he probably just joking around. Mm. Guys out there, you know, calling them names. Even, so he's trying even, to be. Even you just, even the way you just said that, <laughs> just didn't sound good. You know, like he's in a hot tub with men singing sexual. It might have been a cold tub, but 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 the, the way that sounds is funny. But when you're with you, guys, you've been, you've been in the, the locker water. room after practice. Guys is getting in a cold tub. They're getting in the hot tub. They gotta take care of their bodies. It's nothing that you're just sitting, you know, in a house. Come on, guys, let's go get in the tub. Like you relaxing. Hey, look, you're in there taking care of your body after practice. I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> what you tell him? You in a hot tub? Yeah, with grown men. Right. Okay. Okay. I can see as a rookie, a fourteen-year vet who just so happens to be an offensive or defensive lineman, <laughs> size of a house, sitting in a hot tub, singing sexual healing. Yeah. Opposed to a group of grown men. I only seen two. It doesn't matter. It's not a one-person hot tub. It's for it, like it, okay, ten okay. people. It w- okay, you're right. But you're talking about grown men singing sexual healing. One of them dudes came up out the water. Okay. Like he just, <laughs> See, my I mean, question is, I mean, maybe is that's why you're getting beat 24-10 because you're worried too much about so- sexual healing. You're, you're, you're too much of a modern day. <laughs> don't make modern day athlete. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. He's crying on the field. Okay, but listen, crying on the field is okay. He's in a hot tub singing, right? Yeah, Everybody's getting it. on him. Okay, nobody yeah. said anything about the guy that came from out of the water. Because he's not, he's not being questioned at all. Do we even know who he is? I think it was Cromartie. Rogers Cromartie. Where's he? Where is he? He's on the sideline. And, and that also hurt us. Our two, our two, our two top cornerbacks are hurt. That hurt. That definitely hurts a lot. That yeah. definitely hurts Because number 31, Wade, is horrible. He's getting picked on all night. Yeah. But back to the sexual healing. Yeah. Put it. Yeah. <laughs> back to the sexual healing. Because Odell Beckham's getting the slack for that. And, and he wasn't the one that was under the water. Does not matter. But all of that. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If he's not in the hot tub, do you think that a bunch of grown men are in there singing sexual healing? He liked the song, man. People read so much into that. Did a video and posted it. He didn't. He didn't post it. Someone else did it. Singing a song. Okay, this is okay. I I know we're kind of getting away, but this. this, (laughs) We we can clear this up. You were in the hot tub singing a song, sexual healing, and you had men popping up out of the water. And if you're going to shoot a video, typically you would like to see that being a female. If we want to, we're in the locker room. You're not but, at home. Hey, don't sing sexual healing, making a video with bubbles and all that kind of stuff in the locker room with grown men, and then you go out there on the field and have people talk trash to you, and then you want to cry, complain, get knocked, get darn they get knocked out, have to go through the uh, concussion protocol because you want to get into the uh, get into a fight with the kicking net. At the end of the day, when you do things like this off of the field and you bring this much of attention mm-hmm. to yourself and you're a diva, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to get. 
He does bring a lot of attention. So he's bringing a lot no of attention. That. I tell you what. Is, I, you know what? I tell you what. That Odell camera's Beckham on did. him. He's not putting no, the camera on himself. No, no, he but the DJ, attention to his. DJ, the camera's on him. How much times this year do we see posts from him? That's not. That's not all the dancing stuff. That's not the camera. Those dancing stuff is in the privacy of his home and his he's friends' homes. That, how many, right, how many guys him. do that? I don't know any that do the dancing because you don't see it. They're not as popular as he is. All them kids out there but doing that. But you funny can't say they can't. But he bring that attention to himself. Now, question: How many questionable things you see in in the football locker room? It's a hundred of y'all in there, mm-hmm. and the guys—I mean—they're just joking around. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of guys in there with no clothes on, mm-hmm. playing around with somebody might outside looking at might say to be like, "Yo, y'all, that ain't no don't play like that." But y'all a team, y'all brothers, and y'all just joking around and clowning around with each other. Anybody from the outside looking in or looking there and be like, man, y'all some funny dudes, man. But that's why it's but, not supposed to be. That's what, when you start taking videos and inviting people in to look at it, that's on you. I will guarantee <laughs> that if they showed some footage of that camera, that there were probably at least two or three other guys that was in that hot tub that when they witnessed what was going on, they got out. Said, Let me get out of here. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get up out of here. <laughs> But that's a good win for Minnesota. Uh, Odell Beckham, if he wants to get, you know, if, if he wants to get his manhood back, I would say motion and then go crack a defensive end, go crack some linebackers. And if you want to get some respect from the NFL, then I, I would go do that. But right now, it's out on him. You know, looking at you sit up here, walking up and down the sideline, it's, you want attention. Learn how haven't, to, you, haven't you already lost when you start doing, when you're saying stuff like, yo, if I came to you and I said, Lamont, why the hell did you just hit that? Defensive nose tackle for no reason whatsoever. Man, I'm out here trying to gain my manhood back. Like, isn't this just like you've already lost? Like, look, every time we look at, uh, uh, and you, we could blame it on the media, whatever the case may be. Your teammates throughout the course of a game should not have teammates and coaches should not have to spend that much time trying to control your emotion. That's their choice. That's now that we got, we got, and, and, and I'm gonna say this. All right. Okay. And I'm saying it as a funny, but Josh Norman just got tested for steroids again. Mm. Random test. All right. Maybe said it three times in like three weeks. It said something ridiculous. Maybe we need to test for estrogen. <laughs> kid, mm. the kid is just emotional, man. I mean, but I understand. He not, you see, he came out today and said that he's not he's not enjoying playing football you, anymore. You know why you're not enjoying playing football right now? Because you're not getting any shine. I think that's accurate. You're not getting any shine. I think that's very accurate. I don't care if I'm a running back. I play with North in Oakland. All right. Nine carries. Guess what? I may not be happy, but I'm still having fun because I'm playing the game of football. If you're out there and you're playing the game of football and you're playing to win, then guess what? You're going to have fun. Yeah, you will have more fun if you're winning the game. But to me, what I'm saying is a guy that's not having fun because he's not getting his. I mean, before this game, he still is leading our team in, in receiving yards. He just haven't. He, he hasn't gotten an end more. zone. He hasn't gotten an end zone. And I think he should get the ball more, too. I'm more mad. At, at Eli right now. I mean, I'm watching this game like, man, let's just tank and give me give, give me Lamar Jackson, man. Lamar, somebody else will oh, throw the ball, man. That's what I'm thinking during this game. And we actually a good team that can do something this year. But I'm like, man, Eli, Eli's not looking right. Maybe it's because of his defensive line. But this mm-hmm. kid needs to get the ball more. To your point of what you said earlier about Eli and just throwing the ball into the ground, all right? Mm-hmm. I think that that Chris Baker hit from last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Still on his mind? I yeah. think that's still on his mind because you got to think about this. You come into a team that you're playing in the Washington Redskins that you pretty much feel really comfortable playing, mm-hmm. all right? You're not really getting hit that much playing against the Redskins if you're a quarterback. 
to taking that shot. All right. To now the very next week, you gotta go play the Minnesota Vikings defense, mm-hmm. who is known. We're gonna get after you. Mm-hmm. You know, these are things that's coming into his mind, along with, okay, well, you know, I I I got I gotta get I gotta get Odell the ball. Okay, I gotta get him the ball. Or or I may have to go to the sideline and I may have to give him some attention. He's been dumping it off a lot this but year. If, man. But you dump the, the ball to cruise enough either. You can't put it this way. It's going to be hard to get the ball to guys that the defense is getting paid to stop. And yeah. if you're focusing on Beckham, Beckham and you're focusing on Cruz and you try to force those guys the ball, mm-hmm. now you're going to be saying, what's wrong with Eli? Why is he forcing the ball? Because he's trying to force the ball to to to, to his guys. Well, when you got three of them, I don't feel like you, you got to force when you got three of them. You ain't got to keep throwing two yards. Like, we're trying to come back. Mm-hmm. And and he's he threw the ball. <laughs> To the running back like four straight times. Do you feel like I'm that like, one? Yo, that, you serious, do you man? feel like the one that was intercepted? Do you feel like signals something? Somebody wasn't on the right page. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know if that was yeah, Beckham yeah. gave up on the throw and Eli was like, "Screw you," you know, you kind of, or you know, I felt something mis- didn't happen right there. I felt that was a miscommunication on that play. Okay. Yeah. Where it looked like, do you, yeah. did you get the feeling that Odell gave up on the ball? Nah, I just thought he ran. He, he didn't know where the ball was. Supposed to run a different route. Okay. Yeah, he he went middle. Eli threw outside. So because it, it looked like it could be interpreted either way, because it definitely he wasn't where he's the ball was. I don't you don't know who was put, but right. it, it looked like he kind of gave up on a play slash just had no idea where the ball and, even was. And, he and, turned and, uh, one way and the ball was the other way. And also he got bumped past ten yards <laughs> down the field on that play. Him and him and Rose came together, and Rose got his hands on him. He went this way and the ball went that way. Which they were they were going after it all day. Yeah. They were going at it all day. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go. Let's get, get to these the picks. picks. Oh, man. Um, Thursdays, Tampa Bay at Carolina. No, no, we're Monday. Oh, that's Monday. Yeah. We're okay. No, Monday no Thursday, Thursday is Arizona at San Francisco. With uh, I just said came across while we're doing the show. Carson Palmer's not playing. Hmm. Concussion. Yeah. Glad you said that. I, just, I still don't think Arizona can go to one and four. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm going to Arizona. I'll go to Arizona. Now, that being said, we are all picking. That means we're picking uh, Stanton? Stanton? Yeah. Yeah. He got. He had a week to prepare. Bow, Bowman's out. Yeah, I'm about to say, but you you, you lose. You, you pretty much lose yeah. your, your, the heart of your defense in Navarro Bowman. So, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't see San Fran rebounding from that. Give me Arizona on that, too. So all three of us, Arizona there? Mm-hmm. Okay. New England at Cleveland. Anything to talk about there? Patriots. And Tom Brady's back? Could you imagine yeah. Tom Brady came back and lost to the Cleveland? Hey, man. Hey. Yeah. I guess the question here is over under 30. Point score? Yeah, yeah for just New England, not Cleveland. Um, oh, shoot. The 30-point victory? No, just 30. Oh, just 30 I, I mean, oh, how ugly is this getting? How early? They'll, they'll score 30. Okay. Go ahead, next one. Next one is um Philadelphia at Detroit. Philly. Detroit. Give me Detroit. Carson Wentz they got to end soon. That's that's what I'm thinking too. I'm I'm not I'm not Cinderella really mad at that pick. I, I got I got it being the Cinderella <laughs> and it's midnight. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with you on that MG. I felt like Matt Stafford, you know his up and down play. He had his down week last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly's coming off a bye. Um, which actually technically should help him. It should, but yeah, yeah. Philly's defense. I mean, Philly's it, it could, it could also mess up their their flow. Yeah, but their defense is playing well. In Detroit, they offense against against defenses that are playing well. Defense, 
Detroit is just struggling. And Matthew Stafford, you know, we could say he had a good game last week, but that was more like garbage time. Yeah, I mean, um, I just feel like Philly, it's not, I don't want to, yeah. you know, I'm just guessing they can be a little a little um, up in the clouds right now, head a little big. They playing against <coughs> Detroit, who's not that good. They feel like they're the class of the division right now. Still got a rookie quarterback. And Matt Stafford can have them games where he can just turn it up on you. And like I said last week, was this game he stunk. He might be up with this game. Give me Detroit. Same. Chicago at, at the Colts. Now or never. Speak now if I ever hold your peace, Andrew Luck and company. Hey. If you're not going to beat the Bears at home. <laughs> right. I, I don't know uh, yeah. who you're going to beat. Just by default, give me the Colts by default. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go, if go you're not going to beat yeah. them. Now, what needs to be taken into consideration, teams coming back, and usually they make them, that used to be that they always had them as their bye week. Um, teams come back from London, and they don't look good. Like, that that trip is not fun, and that makes that week that much shorter. Yeah. You know, flying back. Across that water, flying across the pond, as they say, uh, you know, teams look very bad coming back from London. The only good thing about <coughs> that is, you know, they come back home and got to face Brian Hoyer, and with yep. with, with White being yep. out, he he already not that good. He don't have Jeffries or White. Jeffries banged up, or um, or Langford. Yeah. yeah, give me the Colts. Yeah, Colts. Tennessee at Miami. Two bad teams. Yeah, Miami's I, at home. Miami's at home. Miami's defensive front has been playing well when doing good against the run, which is what Tennessee wants to do. I'll take Miami. I'll take Miami. Yeah, I'm going to go Miami. Washington at Baltimore. This it, might be the most exciting game of the weekend. Of your weekend. I'm not even yeah. sure this will make one of my televisions. Definitely won't make one of my televisions. <laughs> no, the reason, I, the reason I say it might be on upstairs. The reason I say, <laughs> That's about the reason it. I say uh that it could be one of the most exciting games is that I think that both of these teams have potential to put up a lot of points against one another. I'm really interested in seeing uh, Norman. I want to see Norman travel with Smith. That's the matchup. That's the matchup that that, that, that I want to see is because I sit here and I say to myself, man, Steve Smith is going to give Josh Norman that work. But then I think about it, I was like, man, Norman could possibly give Steve Smith that work. If you look at it, all the wide receivers that Norman has been going against this whole year have been have pretty much been significantly bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Beckham, Bryant, Pryor. You didn't go against Bryant. Well, but, oh, I'm talking about Brown. Sorry, that's what I thought you were talking about. Dez, got you. Yeah. Got you. Um, now you're talking about a guy that now Norman, his arms, you know what I'm saying his arms really didn't matter against those guys because they were so much bigger. Now he gets a smaller guy in Steve Smith. But Steve plays with strong. that mm-hmm. said, Steve Smith is put this way. Flacco's not afraid to throw it to him. No. In, in any situation. And if the Redskins come out there and they let these two go at it one on one, especially he, if he Steve can't, he can't forget Mike Wallace. Nope. And as soon as you do, he'll make you pay. Give me the give me the um Ravens. And, 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 uh, what I'm curious about is with with the two, the, the two um with Steve Smith and um and Josh <coughs> Norman with their personalities, do they have that respect for each other? Like you know, man, you know, man, good play, good play. I I know how you are. You know how I am. Or do they go at it? Do they clash? Like is Steve Smith gonna be all up in Norman face like he with a tough guy like he do everybody else? And is Norman gonna do the same with him? I think that this is gonna be a classic case where where I'm looking at this old school versus new school and how we treat athletes and mm-hmm. trash talking. Right. 
I think that this is going to be a game that if it was played under old school circumstances, that it would be a great game. You're going to see both those guys up in each other's faces talking a whole bunch of trash, darn it, to the to the point where it looked like they may be getting ready to grow blow, blows. Mm-hmm. But they're mature enough to kind of handle it and to walk in peace. I'm hoping the media doesn't hype this up and that their teammates around them, and I'm hoping the referees will allow these guys to talk some trash, get up in each other's face, not throw a penalty, but kind of let those two monitor what it is that they're doing because I think those are two guys who – I think just the nature of who they are, they will respect one another. I think they're both big trash talkers, and I don't care who you are. I don't think that you're going to out-talk Steve Smith, even if you're Norman. It's going to be interesting. Because of my whole 11-5, and and I think that the Redskins can get after Flacco, I'm going to go with the Redskins on this one. And 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 to bring up Steve Smith while we get on Beckman last, Steve Smith also goes out there. He (coughs) he punches guys in the face, his teammates in the face. (laughs) He's on the sideline screaming and yelling. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot of that stuff too. He's mm-hmm. causing a lot of problems. But mm-hmm. when he, when he does it, oh, he's just a tough guy. Every everybody wants that toughness. But when my guy does, I it, see it different. Well, that's but, because you're. That's because you don't see Steve Smith making posts about a bunch of different things. He's old. He's not, and Steve Smith yeah. been, and, and Steve Smith. His career wasn't his. His notoriety, I don't think, was built off that. His notoriety was just built off going out there and just well, dominating. Beckham's dudes. notoriety is built off breaking records and catching balls. Beckham's so notoriety. Years, Beckham's so. notoriety years, right now is we want to see him go against Norman. We watch him make videos. People wonder about you know all this different stuff that doesn't deal with football. Where Steve Smith consistently throughout his entire career. He's been known for dogging you, talking trash mm-hmm. to you, and going out next week era. and dogging yeah, the I'm next not, people. I'm not going. I'm not going to say a kid who's been nothing, but probably the most productive since Randy Moss, as since he started in the league, and he missed four games his rookie year, putting up numbers <coughs> just because he dances, just like Westbrook. We got dances it. on social media. I mean, I'm not going to say his 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 claim his fame come from that. That's unfair. But um, Houston at Minnesota. Oh, you're right. Baltimore. Which I'm, I mean, I don't even like Baltimore <laughs> at all. It's just one of those games. I'm, pick, like, I'm picking the Redskins. <laughs> I don't like the Redskins, though. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've never like been a Redskins more. hater. Like this could that. be oh, ugly. I, I don't. Game. I don't like Baltimore. I don't like New England. Okay. This could be an ugly game. Yeah, it could be. But I need them to lose for our sake. Um, Houston at Minnesota. Give me Minnesota. Minnesota. I don't know, huh? Mm-hmm. And and going. Man, yeah. Who's Houston quarterback? <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Against Minnesota's defense? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So, Houston looked against uh, New England. Yeah. Couldn't even get it out their own way. Yeah. And I saw how Minnesota looked against Aaron Rodgers. So, Houston. Yeah. The Jets at Pittsburgh. Pitt. Pitt. Pit. Atlanta and Denver. I'm not going to be picking against Denver anytime soon. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. And it's in Denver? Man, tell you, man, will tell you what will not happen. Yeah, one will not be thrown for 500 and one will not be catching 300. I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? I'm going to go with Atlanta. Hey, hey, man, Atlanta's been playing I'm, great, I'm going to go with Atlanta. And you know, Julio's my guy. <laughs> but, but. Talib ain't really playing like he ain't playing them kind of games. I understand that. <laughs> I understand sure. that. I definitely. You was not about the three hundred, two hundred. I understand that, but I'm just. It's just. Didn't Talib? Um, isn't he hurt? 
I thought he like shot himself or something. That was in June. June fifth, man. The update. So they just had two interceptions last week. Thought <laughs> <laughs> he shot himself. Nah, no, I just came across the bottom of the screen that they said they determined. That's what the police uh, determined. Okay, okay, I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> Not uh, this week. Okay. I thought it was like yesterday or something. No. If if Atlanta, I don't see Atlanta scoring twenty four points. Maybe not even twenty. If they do, I mean, it's probably them running back of the backfield, which is you know a matchup for anybody. That's but, how you beat the Broncos. Yeah. You got to match your your backs have to have a big day. I'm I'm just this is I'm taking Atlanta and I'm just going to say that I think that Atlanta is going to score enough points. Um, I, I think when not I say not when not I say altitude. no when I say score enough points, meaning I think that while they have a good defense, um. I think that they will score enough points, and I don't think that the Broncos. Yeah, I think I, 24 I, wins in the game. I think 24, and I think they can get 24. Yeah. I think they can get 24. I can see that, but I don't know. I, I'm not calling it in Denver. In Atlanta, maybe. I'm not calling that in Denver with that altitude. The Dirty Bird. Cincinnati at Dallas. Tough one. Here's a tough one. I'm going to do it. What you going to do? <laughs> What's the upset here? We, we, we don't even know, right? Um, I'm I'm going Cincinnati. I'm gonna go Cincinnati also. I'm gonna go Cincinnati. Hey. I think this is the game that I think that this is gonna be the defense that kind of I don't want to say exposed uh, Prescott, but I think that this is gonna be the defense that gives him that gives some issues. Uh, I, I need Dallas to win, and I mean I need Dallas to lose, I and I want to pick Cincinnati. I just want to go against you guys on this one for some reason. <laughs> I was hoping y'all picked Dallas. <laughs> I, I I can see a point for both of them. I can also. see a point for both of them also. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. They could they could have they could have lost last week if if um, Blaine Gabbert could have put a drive together at the right. end of the game. Um, I'll, I'll go Cincinnati in this one. AJ Green is just the problem. Yes, he is. Um, Buffalo at LA. I, Give I me guess. Buffalo. I'm not keep playing with LA. Man. They're not gonna keep tricking me. Give me Buffalo also, because I don't even know why the Rams are three and one. <laughs> they lost twenty eight to nothing against San Francisco, right? It looked awful. Yeah. You think they got the ball past half that midway field? Like they, they just look bad. And they beat two really good teams. Yeah, that they did. That Still, being said, I'll give me Buffalo. So did Buffalo. So I did. You said we got Buffalo and the Rams, the L.A. Rams. You know what? I'm gonna go with the Rams. Good, Good. thing after. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Rams. San Diego and Oakland. Oakland. In Oakland. Give me Oakland. This is a game. This is a game that, that Phillip Rivers will win. I'm going San Diego. For some reason, I mean, maybe this is just personal experience, but San Diego seems to. They just seem especially to play well. They seem the to play well. They lost. And especially after the game, the game they, lost. they lost. Yeah, last yeah, week. yeah. I'm going to go San Diego. I'm taking, oh, I'm taking, I'm going to take San Diego. Okay. I like right. Oakland better. Right. Don't get me wrong, but for this game, I'm just going to pick San Diego. Giants at Green Bay. Green Bay. The Packers of Green Bay. I like Green Bay by like 17. Off the bye and everything. <laughs> in Green Bay. Sheesh. I like, I like Green Bay in this one too. You're not taking your team? No. Nah, that's the first time DJ ever put no way. I've picked against us before. I would have picked Dallas against us week one if they had Romo. I mean, I picked against us before. I don't pick against us a lot, though. Now, I always find a reason for, for us to, to pull a game up. Speaking out. of picking against us, give me Carolina on Monday night against Tampa. <laughs> Carolina at Tampa. Yeah, I'm going Carolina. I mean, Tampa at Carolina. 
doesn't matter where. Yeah, I'm gonna go Carolina. It doesn't matter where. Yeah, Carolina. Is Cam playing? Does it matter? It does matter. That very much matters. But I don't. I don't got Cam missing the game for that. I mean, especially with the extra day. Even if he misses the game, I just don't see Tampa's offense having anything for Carolina's defense. Carolina's defense just lost the game where the team that they played scored what forty eight points. Yeah, yeah, they they, they it's, it's it's I think this is gonna be ugly. It's gonna be an ugly game for Tampa. I'm taking Carolina. I don't know. They they <laughs> Mike Evans might be licking his chops after what he's seeing happen out there. Carolina may beat these boys by twenty. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Carolina. Do that. All right, that's this week. Anybody got anything to say before we get out of here, DJ? Did you want to touch on his um on Tyson Fury? Not really, <clears throat> but I, I do. Um, somebody, somebody asked a question um, this Sunday at my house watching football, and or was like that'd be a good question to ask you. He asked, "How how do you know how do how do they know when to hike the ball? When you got you got guys saying a million things, you know they stomping, they clapping, you won't hike the ball. Mm-hmm. You got you know Peyton Omaha a thousand times. Mm-hmm. How do you know?" When they're going to hike the ball? Um, it's like I'm a running back, so I don't have to worry about that. No, no, <laughs> like, no, else you no, no, no. Actually, you because you because the the example of the friend you he said <laughs> no, I know back in the day you know you know you say okay on three mm-hmm. you go hook one hook two hook three and that's mm-hmm. we hike the ball. It's mm-hmm. like now they saying so much stuff. How how do you know? Um, I think the best way to describe it would be, um, I guess just. I'll use, raise my son as an example When you're raising a child Alright you could be in a house with so many people There could be a lot of things going on But if that child gets ready to Touch something Alright no matter what's going on You can say no no ah ah And because that child Knows no no ah ah As don't touch that That's already programmed into their mind So regardless of what's going on out there in the football field, all that verbiage, all that terminology, there are certain key words that people know, hey, hey, we're about to get ready to go. Um, You know, focus next word, we're going to snap the ball. And then from the time that you break the huddle, you have a a few seconds to make the line up. You know, the quarterback identifies the mic, the center identifies the, 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 the blocking scheme. And then from there, all that other verbiage that's going on out there, you're just listening to your keyword. Like, you know, when, when Peyton says Omaha, when you hear people say Omaha, certain words, we know that the very next word, the very next sound, that the ball is going to sound. So it's after that word. After the certain word. Because they say that word more than once. Yeah, but, nope. and, see, and see, that's the thing about it. They can say it more than once, but it could it could be just saying Omaha is no different than saying saying Omaha or Omaha too. Omaha, hot, hot, hot. Omaha, blue go. That's Omaha too. So the second Omaha is going. Well, I can say, hey, we're gonna go on three. You know, I can say, hot, hot. So it's all it's all in just the terminology and then just training your mind and listen for those keywords. Is there a lot of foolishness being said? Just to Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean you get guys go, here we go, Ringo, Ringo! Turn the right, turn the right! That means nothing. Silver, silver, silver! <laughs> mayday, mayday! I mean you see Peyton Manning doing all this. I see Peyton do it, but I don't yeah. know if everybody does it. Oh uh, Andrew Luck does it. You know, and certain quarterbacks who have the have the freedom, and sometimes you'll come into games. I've come into games where, where you know, hey, something dummy, meaning, hey, we calling the back and come up to the line of scrimmage and say all this, all this, this, you know, all 
just turn it on. Here we go, here we go. Cobra, 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 Cobra. Well, if you listen to, you know, if you listen to the game and you hear Cobra, and Cobra is one play to the right, then if I'm, I'm, if I'm scouting myself and I'm watching TV and I hear that, then now I'm going to make Cobra in it because now the defense knows Cobra is on the right. So I'm going to give a Cobra call because the defense knows Cobra is on the right, so they're anticipating they're run to their left. The whole time, all, the whole time I'm getting my throw Thunder right, blue, red, raise it, raise, hot, hot, hot. Trying to get the defense. And once you get those key words, once it's time to go, boom. All right, well, that's this week's show. Appreciate everybody for listening in. Um, that's this week four. The NFL is now behind us, so it's the quarter of the season for most of these teams. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the entire show or you just want to go back and listen to it again, you can catch it on iTunes and the Google Play Store, the TuneIn app, anyone, wherever you get your podcast from. Just type in Player's Voice, The Barbershop, click on that, and there we are. Or if you want to watch the video, you can catch the whole entire video on the Player's Voice Facebook page or on Damar Johnson's um, Facebook page. So, again, thank you for everybody for listening in. We'll be back next week on a normal day on Tuesday. Everybody have a good week.